Oh, I like that right there. Hey, everyone. This is Anthony with Bang and Beers Podcast, and we have a full house today. We are with the returning Faith in Exile. Welcome, guys. Thank Ooh, you guys we- for coming in. We have a lot of beers on the table. Some of them have like some metal themes, and some of them don't, <laughs> but it will, we'll, we'll have some fun. Um, so you guys are coming back after how, how many years? Three and a half, I think, was our last show. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, what, was the, what was the reason that you guys stopped doing the music scene? life <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody just got super busy and mm-hmm. it was just very overwhelming and to even get together for practices got super tough so it was just kind of hey guys let's kind of take a break and take a break and then you know mm-hmm. go over there yeah now paul, i paul our other guitarist lives in <laughs> northampton okay. so that's a good hour drive from me um and he had just had a kid and just his job just really he couldn't do anything so yeah that was a, that was a big mm-hmm. big reason you guys were uh, at, the, at the one the one point in time the, the the major players in the area obviously were cyanide crowbot and you guys like that you guys like dominated the scene and then unfortunately what cyanide there it had uh you know the passing of jaybird crowbot went and did their thing and then you guys were kind of and then you guys took your break and there was kind of a gap in there for local music um especially with original original bands and even the heavy metal scene um, now the younger guys are coming up really good. The music scene's coming back stronger than ever. And then, you know, you guys are coming back with it, which is awesome. It's really cool stuff. Um, what, what was the determining factor to get you guys back together? I really don't even know what was the actual we all determining kept in, factor. Like we all, I used to joke back in the day, like one day we would just become a social club. <laughs> That's how I was actually the name of our chat for a while. I think it was, club. I think it was finally like the realization that Paul wasn't going to do it. And when we asked Andy about playing guitar, he was all about it. And here we are. So I was like the uh, October, I think. Yeah, around there, I think. They were Ron and uh, Fody. We played with the hands resistant, uh, <laughs> Trip Millies. And I think we were breaking down and they're like, hey, by the way. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to play guitar, buddy? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yep. the, the hands resist is pretty much faith with minus two people. Yeah. Yep. And then, <laughs> so then you're like, well, we already have three of the pieces. And then the other two kind of fell in and then here we are right yeah i mean like that's kind of where the scene is for especially on the original side around here like a lot of people share share members i mean look uh look alive in montango share yeah. two guys and we we share three and, yeah it's, um, it's really hard to find like new people in the area that actually have like the dedication and then have the skill and mm-hmm. the gear and the time to be able to put into an actual project so I just get other people that are in the same bands and start new bands. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of the the battle. It's like you like have a good guitar player, but then they have like, oh, I don't have stuff to play live, or you have a guy that, oh, I have an awesome rig, but I can't play guitar. <laughs> um, or and or like they just have to. It's that freaking equation. You just need to be able to put everything together and, and get the the worst is getting everyone in the same room the first time, and that's after that point, it's incredibly easier. But yeah, for the most part, it's like I've gotten to the point of hey if someone mentions i'm like ah, i'm not gonna get excited until we're literally all in the same room together yeah. so what's nice though is that andy myself and ron and beater played together in a band in uh, yeah. 12. Yeah. 12 yeah so yeah we did a 90s tribute for a little bit it was a lot of fun that was fun nice nice yeah. now um i seen you guys the first time i ever seen you guys was at the roundhouse 
I had a blast. It was really, really, really fun. I remember the roundhouse being a lot smaller back then, though. I don't know why, but now I went, like, obviously went back since it's open. I was like, wow, there's a lot more room here than I yeah, thought. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah, I like, back on for a few years. It was, I was like, I, I just always remembered, like, that wall just being way closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, hanging out there. And then I see you guys. I still talk about the show forever. I, I can't <laughs> believe what the cover price was for what was there. So there was an opening band. I always forget the name, but my buddy Joey Coons was in that band. And then after, I think it was Waking Up Dead, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes, yes you're Waking right, you're Up correct. Dead. Then it was you guys, then Crowbot, then Cyanide. And it was a $3 cover <laughs> at Goodfellas. And I was like, I remember just going there, I'm like, these fucking bands are all, like, this is when I'm like my introduction to like the music scene and getting into it and seeing local bands. Like, this is a fucking good show. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> and like, by, at the end of the night, everyone's like, holy shit, like, all, the, all these bands were super, super talented. Like, and it was just, that's what kind of sparked me. I told you as soon as I opened that window. I think I think Sonic put out their music video. Yeah, they they the video of Hourglass, Hourglass <laughs> uh, yep. on the projector. Yep. Yeah. It was an awesome night. Really, really fun. That's the night I met Dave. Dave Cantwell. I, I <laughs> oh, met Dave that sorry night. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that was Dave. That's when I met cousin Dave. He came over and headbanged with me during your set. And his glasses flew off, and someone <laughs> stepped on him. And he's like, "Well, I'm not going to see the rest of the night." And he just kind of walked around blind. And that sounds like Dave. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably already blind from the booze. But, um, but yeah, that was not. I met him, and then our friendship blossomed. So that was a really pinnacle moment for me that that show because that's when I kind of met a lot of the friends I have, and then blossomed into future friendships. Then, cool. so that was a really cool night, and that's you know you guys always have that connection. So it was a really fun time. So uh, let's get into our first beer here, and then each beer will kind of do like a hot wings. I think hot, the hot ones, and then like ask question each beer. Right. So we'll start off with your uh, the single cut. Now we I had the single cut. Um, what was that one called? More cowbell Eric yeah. or something like that. More they have a lot of music themed yeah. ones. I had one. Uh, workers are going home. Oh, yes. It was an imperial IPA, I believe. All righty. Sure Good old Weezer reference. Super. Super. That was the Eric there. Moore Cowbells. So we got yeah, the milk chocolate stout. Prague, and it is a double dry hop. Now is that a Harry yeah. Potter thing? No, Prague, like Prague metal Prague. Oh, music. I've just seen like the Prague like the, 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 the little logo yeah, on it. So we like got that. like it's they're all like I, most of their stuff is music themed. So like, I saw Prague and I saw metal and I'm like, yeah, I gotta get those. <laughs> where'd you where'd you find these at? Oh, uh, Craft House in Myersville. Nice. Dude, it's like a minute from my house. They've like the best selection I've seen around here. Go there. I keep forgetting about that place. It just keeps getting better too. Craft, Craft House. Uh, yeah, we we get a lot of we got a lot of single cut some of our stuff from uh, the Cake Santa Monte City. Yeah, I've heard good places things about theirs too. Every now and then that um, what's the the place down here on the main drag? Uh, I know what we're talking about. They've it's been, at the very end of the street. Every now and then they'll have some gems, but not a lot. And you have to get it quick too, or, yeah. or goes fast. These are the only place around here I found any brew dog beers. I have to drive to the ends of the earth. I have a, <laughs> I have a bar in my house. Yeah. So I have six stoles and I have to drive like everywhere. Try like try the cake stand. You'll be surprised. Or crap. All right. What? Driving across the road for beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ben drives to like upstate New York to Hudson Valley. He goes to like. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, he goes <laughs> but the cool things. thing is, is like the stuff he gets, he uses as like trade bait. Yeah. And he gets other cool stuff that we actually display on the show. Yeah. So it works nice. out really well. Yeah. I have some buddies that do that stuff. Mm -hmm. He actually got us that Lucky Charms beer that everyone was freaking out. <laughs> it was overhyped. Yeah, I've had some buddies go down to like Burley Oak and like uh, Treehouse. Ironically enough, I've been to Burley Oak last week. Nice for the dreams. Yeah, really I, actually, actually, I have one of them. If, ooh, 
It's an orange dreamsicle. Oh, oh my god! I tried to take a sip of that. It destroy. I I have a hard time with sours. Uh, so I dude, especially so Burley Oaks. That gland back here that it hits. It, I sip. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> put it this way. I got a whole case of it. Oh, nice. I had it went a second time around. So oh, if you guys awesome. want to try it? I will not. You have to twist my arm. Burley Oak dreams are phenomenal. <laughs> um the, the the cool thing with um what the sours is is that I will definitely say um the the um the aftertaste of a sour is one of the best aftertastes in any beer you're gonna get. Like that juicy flavor, like the, you get a lot of the taste after the initial punch in the face of the sour. And once you get past that, it's a good tasting beer, but it's hard to get sometimes it depends on where they come from too. Mm-hmm. Like the um what the heck are the ones the veil puts out from Bushman? It's like the tasties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They are like they're scary. They're ridiculously drinkable, and they're like they're just that right amount of sour, mm-hmm. and they usually hover like five ABV or so. But I think we they had are a, tasty. I think we had a veil on the show before, right? You would know better than that. No way. No, that was a tired hands. It was a tapachi milkshake, and it tasted like boilo <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, like the spices and all, nice. like the all spice and all. Yeah. Yeah, I was dabbling in home brewing for a little bit, and I thought about making a Boilo themed beer, but then I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll one day I'll do it again. I, I was gonna think about that. I was like, you know what? I, I my problem is I do too much at once. Like when I first started the podcast, like I don't do an interview show, but I also like pro wrestling and this, this, and this, and then like five shows turned in, like six shows turned into five, and then five, and now we're down to four. <laughs> so I, I just, and then I'm like, now I want to do this, 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 and this. And yeah. I just take on if I just focus on the one thing, I'm probably really good at it. Like that's why I was like, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar, but then I want to learn this, 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 and this on top yeah. of it. And it's like you don't have so enough time never to learn anything. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I try to do too much. I have like ADHD when it comes to like that kind of stuff. The hobbies, yeah. Typically, this time of year, Kirsch goes up for me from victory. Oh uh, yes, yeah. I like that one. I think I got a sixth on that soon. What are some of your favorite summer beers that you look forward to? Like, favorite beach beer lately has been the the past few years have been the Dogfish Head Sequence Ale. Mm-hmm. It's just a perfect beach beer. Yeah. It's, on, it's on tap in my basement. Oh, nice! So we're gonna <laughs> rock. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, show. And, and at my pool. Well, as soon as it warms up, two, right. two different places. If I don't get an invite when it warms up, I'm gonna be upset. So <laughs> I love I love fruity beers. I don't know what it is about. I love yeah. I love sours and fruity beers. So um, orange is the new ale. Uh, which is a Susquehanna. It's very orangey, mm-hmm. uh, but that's like my my jam right we now. We just had um, yesterday. We had um, David Lorenzo. He, he's a guy. He he knows Cheesefoot, and then he turned us on to him. He like an hour and a half, hour forty five minute drive. He came on the show, and he actually ch- developed film with Super Eight Dogfish Head. Oh, he found it like I guess they made the Super Eight beer, and they said some of the ingredients that are in that beer are actually used with Kodak's filming process. Obviously, you have to add <laughs> other stuff. With yeah. it. <laughs> he said if he would have used a different type of film, it would have came out better. But he took a couple <laughs> pictures, and then he did like a developing process here while we were talking and drinking beers. But he used a beer, and like he got one image out of like all of them to kind of come out. But um, yeah, he used he used beer to develop film. <laughs> that's that's awesome. pretty that's crazy. Awesome. And it was a really good beer too. The Super Eight by Doctor Shed, mm-hmm. very very. Everything yeah, Doctor usually puts out is pretty solid. Yeah, Sequence is my favorite right now. It's yeah. just like I'm glad they put that out because usually we get it. It was originally seasonal. I think it just because of how. Oh, is it your right now? Yeah, your right now. Yeah, yeah, that's like the perfect beach beer. That and Terrapin has one called Tea Time. It's like a it's a it's like a sweet tea sour. Yeah. <laughs> now, awesome. one, one, of the, one of my breweries I, I, I like a lot, and you commented, F that brewery, I don't like them. Uh, evil Genius. Oh, not an Evil Genius. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of their beers. Gross. Their beer, clever names. 
Very clever names. Like I, I really like they made a peach beer. I was a really big fan of. I had it on tap. It was I forget the name of it though, but it was really really good. The only one I've had from them that was decent was like the purple monkey dishwashers. The peanut that was a good one. Chocolate peanut. Butter. That was I was I actually like that one better than sweet baby Jesus. But that one like, adulting was some kind of IPA. I'm like I don't even think there's hops in this thing. Yeah, that one was really, really really. They weird. contract brew too. Like they don't have their own. They're oh like, really? No, they're like nomads. They were anyway. I don't know if they still are, but everything I've had from this. What are some of your uh, local favorite PA brew, like local beers that you can get, like PA, like Victory, Rusty Rail, Lancaster, Trobes, Trobes, obviously. Can't go wrong with Trobes. Lancaster, I want to try Lollyhop so bad. Lollyhop is wonderful. Is it the Durwolf? Durwolf, yeah. That was like my introduction to double IPAs. I'm like, this beer's nine percent. Let's do it. That's when I figured out that that there are IPAs that I like when I had them. Yeah, because I was down in Philly drinking with the. I think it was Todak actually. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, try this beer." And I had it. I'm like, "Oh, it's IPA. It's gonna suck." And then I got completely hammered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was like my <laughs> intro to like That's double great. IPAs. I think, but I love Lost Tavern down in Hellertown. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lost. Actually, I mean, yeah, Lost Tavern has some really solid stuff. Their sours are great. Their IPAs are awesome. I love Funk out of uh, Mayus and Elizabethtown too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of, I feel like there's someone missing that are like. Not like the mass, like the big ones, like Trove's Victory yeah. and stuff like that. They're great too. Uh, Hidden River down in uh, Douglasville's for Cunningham. Oh, Stickman down in Roarsport is awesome too. Yeah. So Cunningham made one of my favorite IPAs of all time. Uh, up at the movie theater bar, they had that um, the 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 grape IPA. I didn't get to try that one. That one sounded really good. That was awesome. That was one of my favorite IPAs. I think that, like that was like one of my only five. So I'm, I'm t- <laughs> I have someone like, we were talking about yesterday in the show. Like everyone's like, tapped has like one or two ones that you're like embarrassed about. Like you go back and look at your your score. Yeah, I have a I rank Miller Highlight number five on that. Piece of champagne beers. A couple of beers from Saucony Creek. Yeah, Saucony Creek is good down the coast area. Yeah, I want to go really bad to Flying Dog. That's like my. Number one brewery I want to hit up just because of like the Hunter S. Thompson and, yeah. and the artwork and stuff. I really want to hit that one up. Yeah, we were down in uh, we went to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia last year. Uh, like literally every bar, like it's almost like Jim Thorpe. Mm-hmm. Um, but like pretty much every bar in town with like Flying Dog, everything since it's so close in Maryland. But yeah, it's pretty cool. But it would be cool to get down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to definitely hit that one up. All right, let's get this is this can here. I I fucking love. <laughs> it's like just. <laughs> It looks like pagan devil witchcraft Illuminati stuff, and then you have a goofy like <laughs> centaur, centaur with wearing boxer shorts, which is funny. I like who farted. Yeah, <laughs> they have awesome artwork. Like they're really cool. We have he he gets a lot of who farted, but this is when he showed me this can, and I seen like the, the pagan stuff. I'm like this doesn't get any more metal than that. So. <laughs> uh, and this is a, a triple Indian IPA. Ooh, a, a triple. Yeah, a triple. Oh, nice. This is gonna have. <laughs> a buddy of mine just gave me a triple from Icarus Brewing in Jersey that was uh, like 10.5%. Wow. And then drank like a session. It was scary. We had, <laughs> what was that? The Devil Devil's Hopyard. Devil Hopyard by Connecticut Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It was like juice. And it was, it was 8.6, like, but I swear to God, when you're drinking, you would never have any clue it was that high. It was, it was insane. <laughs> Dude, some of those are scary. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to have like two. And I'm like, and I'm drunk. There was one right before that was, uh, it looks like boiling. Devils, <laughs> or, uh, mm-hmm. what was it called? This, this, this isn't Twisted Tea. This is a Twisted <laughs> yeah. Tea. Who's your favorite brewery company? Bud Light. <laughs> this is like actually, my beer, like uh, my, my ice cream. Vanilla. <laughs> nice and plain, man. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like pizza, plain cheese pizza. Right. Uh, yeah. Sweet sauce or no? Uh, I can go either way. Uh, 
I go solid sweet. I mean, I live sweet sauce. I live both. Explains a lot. No sweet sauce. Explains a lot. I live. I live in Frackle. We have the two best. Yeah, you you have to like sweet sauce. Yeah, like there's no getting out of that. Yeah. Okay. I do not like sweet sauce. I hear negative reviews on that one already. What's that? Stack of paper. Oh. It gets gets it gets a four point one five. On the the average thing. It's like drinking a pine cone. It's like what? It's bitey. Something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge IPA guy. It is. That's, it is a 10.5. That is way better than I thought it would be. Well, you are today. That's, <laughs> I That's really where I got to. I will make you an IPA. I'm into porters. I want to like porters, but the problem is, is every time I drink one, it immediately tastes like coffee to me, and I hate the taste of coffee. That's what I'm the same way. But there are porters out there. That don't have that horrible coffee. Yeah, it, it's hard to find. I don't them. like coffee either. Yeah, I give you one to try. You time. probably agree if you like porters. It's the only one that I really like. Woo! Line at Google's vanilla porter. Oh, yeah. vanilla porter. That's that. awesome. I'll yeah, tell you awesome. one. I'll do you one up. Uh, there's a place in Belfont, Robin Hood Brewing Company, makes a blueberry pancake porter. Ooh, that's delicious. That. That's very good. Phenomenal. Very good. Probably one of the best pours I've ever had. That's good. Um, yeah. Solid. Who makes them? That's Who a four. That's a solid four on the tap scale. Yeah. <laughs> I like. It could be like this is Neapolitan with cherries and chocolate. And as soon as I hear chocolate, it's I'm I know yeah. it's gonna taste like coffee. <laughs> I'm a coffee addict, so like I love stouts, yeah. but I'm, I don't like stouts in warm weather or porters. Like yeah, I, I, I don't like heavy beers once it gets warm. Yeah. Like some people love them all year round, but I'm just I you also drink cold coffee, so it makes sense. I, I drink cold coffee. Dude, cold. have you ever had do, do you drink cold brew coffee? Cold brew coffee's supposed to be hot. Drink drink cold brew, you will never go back. I guarantee <laughs> cold brew. That's the few cold brew done right is amazing. The only good like Dunkin' coffees cold they're cold brew. <laughs> So what do you what do you think of this one here? I like it. Um, it doesn't bite really bad. Like sometimes some triple some <laughs> yep, like some triple IPAs get really like boozy. Wow, mm-hmm. and wow. that's a te- that doesn't taste like a no, it does all. not. Like and this, like some are like, ooh, that's alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> like your first sip initially at that, woo, that's there's something there. Yeah, and then your there, next sip, a little like, bit there, but it's then not... your next sip, you're like, oh, it's gone. There's and a then, slight little like. The booziness at the end, but for the most part, it's very mute. Like that'll sneak on you if you try to take two of those cans. Yeah, no, that'll mess you up. That'll that'll be a long night. That's a sweet can too. I'm keeping this can's mine, right? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a collection of cans. Ones that I like, I've been trying to if I can peel the label off of it, slap it. So you do here, so like, case. If you look like the Breakfast Club, that's from uh, Rust. Um, oh, nice. Breaker oh, that's from Breaker, Breaker Brew. Breaker Brew. So yeah, the, right they had the whole Breakfast Allison. Club. Yeah, they had the whole like oh, the, club series yeah, and the, the basket job, case, the, the criminal. They were really good. I really like Breaker, but a lot of the, they use all that milk sugar and everything tastes the same so much. Yeah, that's sort of like the milkshake IPAs and stuff. Like some of them are really good. Like Tired Hands is an amazing one, mm-hmm. but not twenty six dollars a four pack. Amazing. Oh, no <laughs> and, and like I, I know noticed like a lot of it was like with the quality there yeah. too. I actually want to try and get some Omni Polo beer then too, because now they can actually you can actually get it shipped oh, from nice. Sweden to the United States. Oh, awesome! And it's all international. Even, so. even to Pennsylvania, because I know Pennsylvania's their dirt balls with that stuff. Well, I have to figure that one out, but I just had something from Sweden. Make a friend in another one. state. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah. Nebuchadnezzar was some Swedish kind of IPA from Sweden. <laughs> what was the beer you brought with the Swedish fish? I have to look it up. That is um, Swedes in Heat. That was by uh, other half with collaboration with. Stockholm Brewing Company. It's other all half Swedish beer. Beer. Actually, I had an Omnipolo. I had Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It was pretty other good. half is really good. They make good beers. Uh, yeah, other halves. I like other half. And Trillium. 
Yeah, Trillium. Trillium is really good. Like, he, he made a trip up there and brought some Trillium back. If you have a chance to try Trillium there, it's really, really tasty. Yeah, they're solid. They do, like, uh, they do like your IPAs. They do Saison's, Stouts. Um, they also do, uh, what the hell? They do Porters. They do a little bit of everything. Yeah. But you have to get them in a rotation if you want something. Mm-hmm. They did a, I think they did a, a rice lager, I think, then, too, with a collaboration <laughs> with this other place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chinese beer. So when the when when the band first came about, had what was the the birth of, of Faith in Exile? That's I had an a, odd story. I remember you guys asked me to sing originally. Well, wait, hang on. <laughs> that's, no, that's, like, that's like the second part of that. Story. <laughs> that's that's an odd story. <laughs> All right. So I had been in a band so. with uh, I can't remember. It was with, one of the with a guy named Justin Frank. He he sang. I was playing guitar. We put uh, an ad out for a drummer. Or no, was your ad already up? I put an ad in Fulton's. All right, so we found, that's how I found Ron. And then uh, Beaner had known Justin from high school, and I had met Beaner at some point, and he had joined as a bass player, even though he didn't have a bass or play bass. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got, remember Beaner sang for Zach Campbell's little band. Yeah, he's an actor on it. Yeah, that's what, because that's how we found Zach, and then I'm like, well, oh, Beaner shouldn't sing. <laughs> Peter's probably watching just flipping you off. I hope probably. Um, we love Peter though. So, so Ron comes down to my house to audition for Wormwood Star at the time. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it was gonna be Faith in Exile. So he comes down. <laughs> he comes down and he's like setting up, and he, he just like gets this look on his face. And Ron, I think was fifteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah, I was young. Right, I think he was sixteen. And he gets his look on his face. I'm like, I'm like, what's uh, what's going on? He's like, I, uh, I forgot my symbols. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. So he tries out. I'm like, I guess you're here. Just like, you know, you drove like an hour to get to my house. It's like, try, you know, just play. So I played song. I was like, yeah, that's good. Maybe if you want the, want the gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it gives them out of options that one. So that's it. That's so, so Justin had quit in January. And that day that he quit, we actually drove to, he working at FYE, yeah. I think, right? And I, I <laughs> mean, I was, yeah. Yeah, uh, nice. So Peter and I drove up to, <laughs> drove up to Frackville and I uh, asked Andy if he wanted to sing, but you were just getting with, was it? As he that was why we started point. Among My Saints. Among My Saints, yeah. all right. So <laughs> I remember when Justin quit, Peter just looks at me, he's like, I guess you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I started to sing. Like I wasn't, mm-hmm. that was it, so. And then Fody had actually tried out because we wanted a second guitarist, and Fody actually had come to play with us before Justin quit. And I remember Fody being like, "Now nah, you guys just aren't heavy enough for me." Yeah. yeah. At that point, we weren't. We were just kind of like a hard rock band. Yeah. So Fody had actually tried out too. So we played as a three piece for a couple of months. We had another guitarist called Motley for a little bit, and then we had a couple of shows lined up. And I we asked Fody just to come on as just a second guitarist just for the couple of shows. And you just kind of never went away. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember looking at you like we played a Croc Rock show for like the Jackass Two premiere. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I got choked by Don Vito. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I think I remember looking at photos. For like, fun I, or did you piss them off? There's a picture no, of Beaner. Yeah, oh, we, we, both, choked, I think. we both got choked. Yeah. I think I looked at photos like oh, I guess you're in the band. Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> but we also wrote one false word. And that's yeah, when it kind of starts sticking. That, out. Yeah, that yeah. was a big terrorist yeah. point because before like I wasn't into the whole like. It was more of a hard rock, like Breaking Benjamin, kind of more in that direction. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't a fan of that. I thought, oh, Pantera, you know. Yeah. Like, Bre- uh, he, didn't know we, he didn't know we were all metalheads, so I don't Yeah. Think. Th- th- I started learning, like, as practicing with them, like, okay, well, these guys like 
you know, riffs that are heavy as shit and they mm-hmm. like solos and this and that. And then, then that's when we wrote one falls word together. And then I was like, all right, this can work out. And then I just kind of stuck around. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time with breaking Ben. I just, I hear it. It doesn't do it. It, it doesn't do it for me. Oh. But, I, I, I asked these guys about my eternal hatred for breaking Ben. But I did. It's never gonna happen. But I did meet. I did meet it's Bug. A, it's definitely a love. Bug used to be in a band oh, yeah, with him. Uh, he bug. was. He was cool. Bug's a good guy. Yeah. No, I, I know Bug a long time. Yeah, it's a very love hate thing for me for Breaking Ben. I really don't necessarily like Breaking Ben, but their drummer's brilliant. He's a super smart oh, guy. Yeah. You watch any of his stuff. They're all talented. Talented. Yeah. Yeah. He's, they're talented. He's stupid just, smart. Stupid. They have a formula and. I, I just, I so I think their formula though started <laughs> their formula started kind of at the tail end of their second album. That first album for for, for me that first album was nostalgic for me. Yeah, because that was like the first like local band that I had known of that actually like went on to mm-hmm. bigger and better things. We played Polyamorous when I tried out, wasn't it? We played a Breaking Ben song. We might have. Yeah, a little bit. I remember. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we used to we used to play a couple yeah, songs on our set. Were, School County Castaway. Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what turned me off of the band was all the the Ben stories. Oh, I remember he's a huge, apparently a huge, huge asshole. asshole. Yeah, 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 I think that's what ruined well, it. Uh, we both. So our band and Azisha, I, I did you guys record at Zarya with? Uh, yeah, Among yeah, because yeah, he so, grew up so with them. yeah. So the, the no, guy, we recorded with Among Night Saints too. Yeah. Right, so the producer that we both our bands worked with um, went to school with them. So we <laughs> yeah. heard stories from him. All the stories. Like, they're accurate. And, yeah, and most all the stories are true. So while we crack this next one open, metal, um, we're going to go around the table. I, I want to hear some of your all-time favorite metal bands. We'll get into that a little bit here. All so. right. So this is, oh, oh. So we got metal from Single Cut. Another another Single Cut. Another double dry hop dipper. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. <laughs> I'm just a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you drink that twisted tea? <laughs> You wash, that, washing you, the hops down with the tea. You wave that flag. <laughs> you fly that flag proud. 7.7. 7. Oh, that one's good. I'm sure the response is going to be it's an IPA, right? I just um, can't. I'm just not. I'm I can't, sure, except for the Metallica beer, they're all, and the Fool's Gold, they're all. I just can't get into the IPA today. I don't know why. Wrong with the glaze and rock and ride. That's the, yes. Ooh, this, this should be bring out the bottle. I am very, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very interested in that one. Yeah. Once we get there, but like I said, these were music related. But the next one, we'll we'll talk about that one then. But <laughs> the, the so, who do you want to start? Where are we going? We'll, we'll go around. Go with me. Yeah. Start with the new all time favorite heavy metal bands. Well, I have to list Metallica. I mean, <laughs> and Slayer, Anthrax actually probably of the big four. <laughs> Anthrax is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually got to meet well it was their John Bush era, but um me, Andy Header, Smurf, I forget who else was with us, but uh we were Crock Rock and Anthrax played there like oh god, was it two thousand one? And um we got we talked comic books with Charlie Benante, the drummer, for like two hours outside of Crock <laughs> Rock. It was amazing. But I didn't get to meet Scott Ian. I was kind of bummed about that. But um Anthrax, uh Pantera, I mean ones we grew up on. Uh kind of when we broke in, like I I go back and listen to a lot of the stuff that I used to like, and I'm like, oh god, I listen to that. <laughs> I think we could probably all do that, but I think some of the ones that really broke me into different things was because I mean, prior to like, I mean, I'm a '90s kid. I graduated in 2001. I'm the oldest one probably in the room. <laughs> but um, like when I was a sophomore in high school, it was like Corn, Limp Bizkit, yeah, Slipknot had just put out their first album. And that's what everyone's listening to. Then my one buddy at school, he was a little, he was like two grades ahead of me, I believe. And he was like, yeah, you got to check this out. And he gave me a victory record sampler. 
and it was hate breed snap case integrity these like hardcore but like with a metal tinge bands and that sent me off the deep end and then the internet happened and i discovered swedish death metal <laughs> <laughs> and then but i think my all-time favorite band that was every time i die um like just i love their melding with the chaotic hardcore with the rock and roll and it just it's done it for me every single album they put out but honorable mentions like in flames from clay man and back i'll get referred to remain in there too but um at the gates definitely and the haunted um definitely some of my favorites uh these guys right here typo negative i didn't appreciate them as when i was younger but as i've gotten older and that's unfortunately peter Steele passed away like what 2009 i think ish but um they've grown into like one of my favorites i gotta put a mention in for nothing face though too because they they kind of broke that new metal mold with the melody and like the riffing is insane and it's just you know it was a completely different level than all the other bands that came out that time so but it's hard to narrow it down to just like singles though but then metalcore happened and (laughs) i say the bands of that that still are around unearthed is probably my favorite of them yeah but I'm going to not hog it all though. So <laughs> keep it going. Around. So probably going to mention about a lot of the same, but a lot of a whole bunch of things. Were yeah. A lot of the same bands are there for sure. Um, probably a, my absolute favorite would probably just have to be Black Sabbath for me because yeah. they're just, I mean, they're the Godfathers. The so Godfathers. Yeah. You know, yeah. how could I not mention this? Tony only has, has the, how dare you? On the I have a machine to myself. I was lucky enough to see him. I said, oh, he's not doing so good right now. Yeah. He's, he's a little rough. He's a little rough. But, uh, we lose Ozzy. I don't know what we'll do. Yeah. There's two people. That's going to be a sad. There's sad two musicians day. on the Let's planet. be honest, though. Ozzy's on borrowed time the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle he's been around this long. Yeah, right. But there's like, there's a handful of musicians that I think when they leave, it's going to be like the day, they, like how they say the day the music died. Like, Oz, like my five would be Ozzy, David Grohl, Paul McCartney, and like, oh, try, like a fucking, like, El, I like Ellen John a lot. Like, oh, Ellen John's amazing. And, and like, I have Billy Joel in there. Yeah, Billy Joel. <laughs> but yeah. If the, when, the, when those five go, it's like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah I love Aerosmith. Certain iconic. I love, yeah. yeah. I love Aerosmith. <laughs> They're my first real concert. Yeah. That was my first CD <laughs> I ever bought. Was Big Bonjo. Big Bonjo. That was my first <laughs> Joan Jett. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Bonjo. She still looks sucks. good, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she still looks amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd say Sabbath is, are, you know, are the kings for me. Um, you know, we got Pantera, the Metallica, the Megadeth, you know, Slayer, I was in all that. Um, another big one for me is Alice in Chains. Uh, oh, yeah. all, all the 90s, like the, that 90s grunge, you know, them in Soundgarden, Pearl Jam were all huge ones for me. Um, but yeah, uh, Alice in Chains, especially Jerry Cantrell specifically, as far as guitar playing goes, he just is one of the best for me. And he's that's like songwriting, everything like that. He's just like top tier for me. He just really hits that nerve with me you know um but yeah and then later uh like the first kill switch engage record was probably the best one for me and that really opened me up to all the newer metal stuff and you know it just kind of grew from there into prog and tech death and like all kinds of crazy <laughs> uh, ridiculous stuff you know just went from there it's noise core ron you just have to appreciate it yeah, yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> still just escape yeah, but yeah, but doesn't jet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not sure if he means the original name of the band for you guys was this, but uh, a chat, somebody in the chat, Goober, um, one seventeen. It's my brother. Is that Warm Woodstar? Yeah. Warm Woodstar. So I was in a band. So the the predecessor to 
<clears throat> Faith in Exile was Wormwood Star. So I was a band with myself, Justin, and uh, two other guys. And it was still technically Wormwood Star when Ron tried out. So that was just kind of quickly faded and the, went away. We needed well, a new name. There was a few, <laughs> month, a few month hiatus there when, yeah, after I bought a drum set and lost it at your house for six months. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was two months. It, was, <laughs> it felt like six. Were the symbols there? No. No. He saw the symbols. Thank God I forgot them. I was still able to play at home. <laughs> so some, some of your favorite metal bands are musical influences. So I came from like a different place than um, Andy and Fody. I was much more into punk when I was younger. Uh, punk, pop punk. Um, so that was kind of me through my teenage years. And then um, I think I had heard The Used, like their first album when they came out. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. So it's kind of like a, a punk band, but they have this screaming element to them. And from there, I kind of saw some of the Poison of the Well, Atreyu, Kill Switch. And from there, I was like, oh, this is really, really kind of cool. Um, I was always into the grunge stuff, too. I mean, Nevermind was my first album. I used to worship Nirvana when I was younger. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of actually think of how I got into punk, because honestly, if you look at In Utero, which is Nirvana's, you know, their big album after Nevermind, that album's a punk album. Mm -hmm. That album was the first, you know, screamo album, just everything they did on that album. Without that, you do not have any of the bands in the early 2000s that did that same thing. Um, Somebody gave me a copy of Protest the Hero Kezia. Um, that was what got me into Prague. <laughs> Once I, I'm like, what is he doing on guitar? I don't even like, I've been playing guitar for, you know, 12 years at that point. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what this guy's doing. <laughs> I can't even tell. So from there, I just kind of ballooned into, and same other bands like the Gothenburg sound. So In Flames, The Gates, uh, Soil Work. Oh, yeah, Soil Work. That was a huge one for me of Soil Work. Um, and you start to get into Poison the Well. God damn. Almost one of my favorites too. <laughs> and then you kind of start to branch off then. So then I figured out what Doom Metal was. And then I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I heard Catatonia for the first I knew it was time. Coming. <laughs> and Catatonia for me, that's probably my favorite band. So Catatonia started out as a Doom Metal, like a funeral metal band. And their singer hurt his voice. So he couldn't scream anymore. So actually, Michael, uh, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, Mopeth. Uh, actually, screamed. Uh, Ackerfeld. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name. Yeah. No, I know that from. <laughs> I think it's Ackerfeld. So we actually he did the screaming vocals on two of their albums, and then Jonas moved from drums to vocals. Um, <clears throat> he couldn't scream anymore. We could still sing, and that's like doom. I don't even know what it is. It's just kind of like dark hard rock. Mm -hmm. It's some of the best I've ever heard. Other than that, Periphery is probably my favorite band. Nobody, in my opinion, nobody can touch Periphery music wise like musician wise like they are at like the height of their game as far as guitar bass oh, drums vocals yeah. i mean i don't understand producing like producing those so you record this album in our living room you know mm -hmm. and it sounds amazing <laughs> yeah uh, everyone's separate houses by the way that they just jam yeah, 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 yeah. i always i always hate when people are like it, when it really comes to any music I, I mean i i do trash on some music but i i do still have an appreciation for it but when people say i can't stand that scream shit yeah and i was like <laughs> Do you ever try screaming at the top of your lungs? I had to learn how to do it. Like, it's not when easy. When we started playing like heavier music, like I actually had to learn how to do that because I had no idea. Like I didn't come from a background mm -hmm. like that. And I used to envy people that could just get up there and do it. I'm like, how? Like I had to go through this whole process. I'm there's still a, going through it. I mean, there's, there's a talent, years later, I still a talent to it. It's not, it's not easy. Like I don't know how I figured it out, honestly. <laughs> it might be easy to do, but there's a lot of people that do it terribly. Yeah, like you, I really try to enunciate my words. Mm -hmm. 
Like, and there's bands that just don't. And like, not just that, but like destroying your throat and you're not. Yeah. Like if you if you have a, like I have a bad habit of like with the hands resist that. Even back when I used to sing for uh, what we did as each day dies, uh, God, a thousand years ago. But like <laughs> if you can't like I have a bad habit of I can't hear myself, I end up overproducing, and then like I next morning I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? Mm-hmm. That'll be the next song for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once you figure out how to do it, it it's great. But you get I mean, it, it's I a heard, whole technique. It, it, I heard it with the screaming scratch. and growling, if you try to falsetto it, it's even worse for your vocal cords. When you do like the half scream, I don't know how true that is. It's like is. a fry, I think. Yeah. Like a fry yeah. technique. Yeah. yeah, it's all about doing it correctly. Like people don't understand. Like they're like, oh, so you just you yell. I was like, no, my scream is actually a lot quieter than my singing voice. Yeah. So, like, it's all about vocal, like microphone technique. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like a whole, I think those guys, I mean, they were with I, I, I remember you learning that. And it was, <laughs> it was a process. Yeah, it took a while. I, I tried it once. And I fucked that. I, no way. There's was, a great video. It too difficult. Uh, Jared Dines put a video out like a year ago that he was going around. He was playing the show with people. And he was going around like, give me your best metal screen. Because he's like, the whole purpose is like, everyone's, oh, anybody could do this. So give me your best metal screen. And it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's <laughs> going around like, ah! <laughs> well, you used the Zenith screaming, didn't you? I did. So I used that more. I ended up using that more as a vocal warm up than anything. Um, it was just about finding your own voice. Like, and the problem is, like, I understand. Like, so for vocals, like, you can try to sound like somebody else, like if you're singing, right? That's not hard to do. You cannot try to do that when you're screaming because you will wreck your throat so much. Like, if you want to be, oh, I want to be like Randy Blake, only I'm a god with crap on god. Yeah, I, I have it on deck. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover them all yeah, through all yeah, of us yeah. at some point. So, like, if I want to sound like Randall Blythe, no, you need to sound like yourself. I want to sound like Spencer Satella when I scream. No, you got to sound like yourself. I want to sound like dude from Black Dahlia Murder. No, you got to sound like yourself because if you try to, it's not like you're singing. If you try to impersonate them as far as screaming goes, just no bueno. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your bands? You had Lamb of God on deck, you said. Yeah, Lamb of God on deck. My <laughs> musical. Brothers. So my mother's in a band. Yeah, so I, <laughs> they're at the forefront, of course. <laughs> my mother's in a band. It's just, she's sang for years. and So I was brought up on classic rock for the most part. So the, the big ones for me were Joan Jett, uh, ACDC, Van Halen. And from that, it just kind of turned into, now, I found Metallica. Do you like Van Halen better with Sammy or David Lee Roth? Oh, David Lee Roth. Oh, right. the, 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 it's the only yeah. Van Halen there is. Yeah. There is no such thing as Van Hagar. No. Just, it doesn't work. It's, I would have judged you so hard. I, I would have accepted it. Diamond Day or I would have just left. Like, <laughs> Although they say that Sammy Hagar is like, all right, I'm like. There's no, no such thing. There's it's only one bike, so I'm a huge don't judge me. I'm a Blink-182 fan. I love no, Blink-182. I'm a huge Blink-182 yeah. fan as well. And right, so. Blink's probably one of the only bands that, like, I'm okay with Tom not being there. <laughs> I, well, they have to do it from Avalanche. Yeah. The only thing is, like, I always enjoyed Mark's voice better. And yeah. the guy from Aqualine Shield just sounds like another Mark. So it sounds like the same guy singing every song. Yeah, Tom's voice always annoyed them. Yeah. 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 He, he was, like, the, like, standard of the whiny, like, pop punk sound. Yeah, I, I I always gravitate to sad boy music. That was my <laughs> your, um, your mom sang backup for Chubby Checker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah she wow. used to tour around with Chubby Checker a little bit and she did some backup yeah, vocals. Ron's with mom can wail, she yes. is awesome. Yeah, that whole band in general, yeah, yeah they're just, they're just yeah. right. They've they forgotten more music knowledge than we'll ever, yeah, oh, yeah. Be able to <laughs> attempt to learn. Yeah. Do they still yeah. play? Yeah, they yeah, play yeah. very frequently. What's yeah. the other band? Another side, another, another side. side. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. They would be 
a hilarious group to sit in here too. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Jim Tyrannis. <laughs> it Bill would be a nightmare. How many members? After uh, Ron's mom. five, five. Yeah. After my wedding, the table that they were setting at, there was just this tapestry of straws and twigs and all kinds of stuff <laughs> that they built for me. It was just obnoxious. <laughs> no, they're they're a great crew. Like I said, they they forgotten more music than what yeah that's that's why when oh. i when i first started doing the interviews and i really really wanted to tap into the music and, and let more people hear the story because i, I the, obviously the the interview side is you know the main focus but we do like banging beers to be a little lighter and then obviously get some try some fun beers but um you know people come on tell their stories but i was like well, if i want to get in the music scene i think the best person to start with would be eddie collins his dad like, oh, that guy, yeah. that guy talk for years about music. Well, yeah, Eddie Eddie Senior, had, you know, Jim Duranis. I was going to say, Jim, Jim Duranis from another, another side. Yeah. He was Jim from, is like, his no. son Danny is one of my best friends, and he's the drummer in most of my bands prior yeah, to Jim Duranis, and then you have uh, Jimmy Samanis, who yeah. was with the other side. And yeah. who were just They paved the way for just about everybody in yeah. the state. Yeah. Nice. And then you have other people. Uh, Harry Schumann, he was with Trim Hedges, which is in the same other realm as the other side. Those guys have just laid it out for all of us. Oh yeah, yeah. My my introduction to to the heavier music. Now, if I name some bands that aren't heavy metal, don't judge me. Um, no. Obviously, I didn't even get to mention Lamb of God uh, yet. Yeah, go ahead. Ron says Lamb of God. I started I started with with Black Sabbath, um, and then when I my my dad remember those things you get in the mail where you like you get the stickers and you put them on and BMG. You, yeah, you get like mail order. Yeah, you get yeah, like yeah. fifteen CDs. That's so I got, got my like Pantera disc. My first, <laughs> I got Aerosmith, and then I got Orgy. Remember? Kenny, uh, oh, wow. that was a good CD. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got Orgy's um, appreciated. They got lumped in new metal, but they're more like industrial type. And Duhas, everyone, Duhas is fun. Romstein, Romstein is awesome. They're awesome. Anybody says they're awesome. I love Romstein. If you start digging into their stuff, that's yeah. not like the the radio songs. No, they're, they're, it's dude, awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been listening it's to them awesome. lately ever since Deutschland came out, and I'm like. Uh, I went back and listened to a bunch of Rammstein. I'm like, oh god, Rammstein's underappreciated. The hooks people. and the melodies that they put in the stuff yeah. is just amazing. They're just a bunch of weirdos. But they're they're oh, yeah. so. super weird. Lindemann <laughs> <laughs> is a weird dude. <laughs> the introduction to screaming was obviously Chester. I mean, a lot of people. I, I, that was for me anyway. Chester from Lincoln Park was my introduction to screaming, and then System of a Down. And then from there, like the Slipknot, and then the Mudvayne, and and stuff like that. And um, who Mudvayne? Yeah. Mudvayne LD50 was a great album. Yeah. After that, because LD50 was like that also broke the new broke the new metal mold too. Because like Rhino, their bass player, he's freaking like ridiculous. Yeah. Like he's they playing the jazz stuff. Yeah, the, the jazz and their their rhythm section was absolutely. That was the first time you saw insane uh, people in new metal experimenting with. Different time signatures. Yeah, and that was that was huge. Mm-hmm. Like it was I just know, absolutely West crazy. Borland from Limp Bizkit did some pretty crazy. Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to. Were you a Were you a Story of the Year guy? Yeah, I like Story. What about Drown, Drowning Pool? That was another big one for me when I first started. But then the, the original lead singer passed away. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it, let the body to the floor became more of a, like a funny, like yeah. funny song. But at its time, it was I thought it was pretty cool. Like. The guitar player looked like the... bald Matt Hardy with with a ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> I'll huge. side with you. I was into yeah, it because at really that time I hadn't found any of the heavier, heavier stuff. Yeah, like was... after that is when I found uh, Lamb and Shadows Fall. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's... Guys who really started driving me into oh, the really heavy metal stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. That, that weird transitional period where like it was what you found on TV, like MTV with like Headbangers Ball was around like 120 minutes. So you mm-hmm. find the slip knots and the corns and all that crap. But 
then like Napster happened and then that was able to, that's where we're like a lot of the, like, that's where I found Swedish death metal. I'm like, yeah. I heard this band of in flames. I'm like, what's this? I think the first song I ever heard was episode six, six, six. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then I was like, I got all their albums now. A big way for, I mean, for me <laughs> too, that I learned a lot of good music was, was the, the guitar hero video games. They put a lot of like heavy yeah. songs in there. Oh, you're yeah. like, and you're like, man, this song is so good because it's so hard to play on the video game. <laughs> and then you're like, that man that means this band's awesome and then it drove a lot of people to like that type of music as yeah. well that's actually originally how i heard of uh, well, not heard of them but i actually started listening to every time i died oh yeah that first guitar hero game yeah or being in college you know like playing it instead of doing college things you know? <laughs> and that's where i heard them i was like wow that's i always thought every time i died i was like they're gonna they're always lumped into that weird like screamo category yeah for me. but then because just because of the name you know yeah. then i heard them and i was like all wow, the die bands actually awesome <laughs> yeah so all the die bands. factor fiction you be guitar hero with your toes yeah, he was on the easiest set. <laughs> With your toes. He still did it though. Yeah. Strumming and... Yeah, yeah. It was legit. Both things <laughs> were Yeah, it, was, it really wasn't that hard. You're a remarkable person. How long are your toes? <laughs> well, we call them dildo fingers for a reason. I mean, well, that's something. It wasn't like I was doing this with my toes. Like, you know, it was just, it was on like the easiest setting. So I was just like, kind of doing this. Now, when like, you say you beat it, you, you played every game. No, no, it was just like a, a song or two, I think. I did okay, it, all right. It was, that's hilarious. But it was, yeah, it, it really wasn't as hard as that. It was this. amazing. Um, Trivium um, Ascendancy, we forgot to mention that one too. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a big album. That album was yeah. awesome. We jammed that one a lot. Yeah. All that remains, fall by deals. Going to be my next uh, thing. I was gonna say. Probably my favorite metal album of all time. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next one. This is Dabble, which is gonna lead me into my next question. <laughs> uh, well, you said this is a funny name to this, right? Not so much a funny name, or but funny uh, we have a song. Uh, I da I dabble in the dark arts, and we just call it Dabble. Dabble. So as soon as I saw this, I'm like, well, I gotta buy that. <laughs> now. I was gonna say I brought like, two cans because it's only it's yeah, a twelve ounce or so. We, so we could definitely have we have, we'll to, have to uh circle back around. Right around the rosy. Yeah. <laughs> now my segue to this would be dabbling. When did you guys start playing your instruments? Oh. Or start learning how to play your instruments? Or playing? singing. Um I started singing and playing guitar around the same time, but I never took guitar seriously when I first started playing, which is kind of an afterthought. That's an interesting taste. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, this was like coconut and weird shit in it. I think. Yeah, I got the coconut immediately. I'm not a coconut. Suntan lotion. No, I was like, like that. You know what's awesome? Actually, it smells like coconut, but it doesn't taste like coconut. Yeah, no, I taste coconut. I taste it a little bit, but a lot of coconut. I think this, things the smell overpower everything. Yeah, the, when it gets to your nose, you get the coconut. Yeah, and that's your first smell. And taste. Like, I just had one recently. I forget where it was from, but it was a coconut something. I was like, ah, I don't want to try this, but my buddy gave me a can, and it was like all coconut. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, but I could really smell the coconut. Yeah, but like, this is not that really bad. Like, it smells more than it tastes. It smells like a fruit juice. It really tastes like better it. than yeah. the last one. It's pretty <laughs> boozy too. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah, what is this one? Eight point two. Sabro it tastes like a V5. Where's that rock and roll? Is that is that rock and roll? There's no rock and roll. No, there's like um. I thought V5 was a shampoo. V5. V5. There's something else. I know it's not V8, but that I like. Vanilla coconut. It's probably just tang in a bunch of garbage. To me, it smells like boozy suntan lotion. Yeah. Suntan lotion. This actually really like a pretty good beach beer. Yeah. But um, I'm drinking Hawaiian tropic. I started singing around, I probably was like 16 or so, 
And I also they dabbled in guitar. Ah. Ah. But um basically just like my one friend we used to drive around and listen he had like he was my only friend that had like a decent like sound system in his car and we would drive around listening to Pantera and Slayer and the one day I was singing along to Pantera and they're like, yo, you actually sound really good. And then I would come home like a dumbass and not a dumbass in the long and but like no one would be home, like my mom and dad wouldn't be home from work yet or anything. So I'd crank my stereo, but I would just bring them along to music. That's just mm. how I kind of learned how to do it. Then my some of my friends started playing guitar at the time, and one didn't really take it seriously. And I just when I was started just messing around with it, like I didn't know anything at all, but it, like it something just felt right. So like I remember my own buddy gave me this piece of shit acoustic. Like it was terrible. Like the like one of the like the E string on the nut broke off. There was a piece of paper wedged under it and stuff. <laughs> but I remember the first thing I ever learned was like the beginning of one by Metallica, like the da na na na. Like this is easy. And then I tried to learn the rest. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. So I just kind of messed around with guitar here and there for a little bit. And but I sang a lot. And then my first band, I guess right after I graduated, um, my buddies Matt Macaron and Chris Zinda and Josh Pogash. They come to me, they're like, yo, we're starting a band. Do you want to sing? We heard you're pretty good. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. So like we had Twine was my first band ever. <laughs> That's actually, I met Rob. You've been in a lot too. of bands. Yeah, there's been a good bit of them. So um, <laughs> like with Twine, we did like Deftones and Rage Against the Machine. And um, I wanted to go heavier. They were, We had some originals that were the most god-awful things I've ever heard in my life. I'm glad they don't exist in real life anymore. There's still, uh-uh. No, no, no. <laughs> I will tell you where it exists. So don't after, tell him. Just bring him to practice. <laughs> after I had met you, and I wanted to see you guys. Play, um, no, you guys had a website, I think. It might be like a, 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 it was. It was maybe like a GeoCity. You know, Probably, like, yeah. right, Angel Fire. Right. But you had songs there, and I actually downloaded one. It is on my mother-in-law's old computer. Oh my god! And it's still somewhere in there. I will probably cringe into the stratosphere if I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Each Day Dies stuff that we have recorded. Like, Why did people like us? <laughs> I did that with our last album. So it's all right. <laughs> but um, so like I just kind of, we did that for a long time. We were doing like Nothing Face and uh, we were all covers. We had a few originals, but um, it kind of died down then. And then after that, I started playing guitar a little more seriously. And um, I remember I had a PC ritual. I finally... I had the piece of shit acoustic then and I'm like, mom, I, I need a guitar. Like I didn't have like a, a job or anything yet. And I remember I started getting a musician's friend in the mail and there was like a BC Rich Warlock bronze edition. It was like 150 bucks or something like that. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone a had a BC bronze Rich Warlock at some point. Like, yeah, it was a Slayer guitar. Yeah. And uh she bought that for me and I started playing electric more. And I remember jamming with like Smurf and stuff and um I didn't really take it super seriously, but I was taking like seriously, like learn scales and chords and like just the basics. And then we started a band as each day dies. It was me, Danny Duranis, uh, Chris Zinda. God, I don't remember who the hell started. Andy Heder was in it. Yeah, I learned. I just um, found out about that. I didn't know Andy played many, many yeah, instruments. Andy was in as among, as each day dies and among my saints. <laughs> so, Andy France was in that, right? Andy, Andy France was in as each day dies, and Bob Dudash was in it at the end. And I lobbied really hard for that <laughs> guitarist position, by the way. That is really <laughs> I did. But um, I honestly forget most of that. Other than we opened for the Misfits of Goodfellas, the, one of the few good ideas they had. <laughs> um, there was like 1,200 people at the warehouse. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. I remember during our set, 
like we had we had all originals except we did we needed to fill some extra time so we did two covers we did uh <laughs> what did we do we did um flesh hole by shadows fall and we did uh black label by lamb of god <laughs> nice. and the entire floor exploded <laughs> and freaking goodfellas owner because like yo save the moshing for the mitzvahs i was like <laughs> so like their solution for the first like all-age show was they put a chain link fence down the middle of yep. the warehouse and as soon as my band went on like the pit just because the first two bands that opened were just straight cover bands actually no one had originals but they weren't like in the same like, genre but um as soon as we went on we had a we had a following from the roller roost and all our other stuff and literally the the, the fence just goes <laughs> against the wall and <laughs> just giant pit opens to the front of amazing. I, I I hope the roller roof starts coming coming out again for those underage bands. Yeah, that now's the best place for kids like yeah. just to fuck around with the band. You know? Not even that. It was the it was a payday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They gave us two dollars per head that every one that we yep. went in there. And we'd put like five hundred people in. Yeah. And, and you would come out of there as like a you know 18, 19 year old band. Yeah. You know, like and we'd have like, like pocket a couple hundred dollars. Exactly. And like splitting between bands. It was have, you, have you ever heard the that don't rain checks yet? No, I have not. They're super talented and they're all under 21. That's awesome. Yeah, they're so awesome. I heard the name before. <laughs> so because <laughs> I follow government, there is an actual there's a bill in the uh I, I don't know if it got it got passed in the PA house and it's now oh, you said that article. About yeah, that. so it, so it would allow minors to play in bars. It would be able now I laugh because I've been playing in bars since I'm like 16 yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah. Um which a lot of these guys, I'm sure, have too. Yeah. <laughs> but so that would that would kind of take care of that. Um, they just can't they can't be compensated, which is going to be laughable. That's because ridiculous they will, because they will get compensated because nobody tracks that. But yeah, um, but I hope that passes because I mean it's ridiculous. Like yeah. in, in a place like this where there's pretty much just bars. Yeah, yeah. And there's I no more for anyone to showcase. Like in a, an area like ours, like luckily at least we have like press now in Pottsville. Yeah. So like you can get some little acoustic things and stuff going on there, but no one really gives kids a shot to do. But plus, I mean, a lot of kids don't even play anymore, which is a sad, sad thing. Mm -hmm. But hopefully that's start like we did this. Uh, I I'm a human resource professional <laughs> by uh, trade, and I was at a summit we had at our my company's home office back in October, and we had this presenter that was talking about generations, and it was like we got to the millennials, and like I'm technically a millennial and it's like there's like two halves of millennials there's the like stereotypical millennial and then there's the ones like mostly like us yeah. that are we have hard working we have values but we want you know a little bit better life but then there's the marylanders that want everything handed to them yeah then but then there's like the newer generation like it's gen z or whatever that are starting to fall back to more traditional values mm -hmm. yeah and like they're starting they want to go to malls they want to play music they want to do all that stuff so it's because they like, saw the absurdity of the second half of millennium yeah, yeah exactly how and, much how much of it you think can be too is where i'm not really trashing on our parents generation <laughs> but you know the, the 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 millennials like us the what we still we we appreciate the newer stuff but we also know because we we're like the only generation that kind of knows what it's like before having a cell phone and the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like we're in that weird gap where we've had both experiences yeah. and we and we can do both versatilely very well, and we're kind of training our kids that new next generation to kind of appreciate both as well. So I think that may be where your next yeah maybe. Gen Z yeah. 
But I mean, that's awesome. Like kids playing music is just, it's key. I mean, you look at, and it, it sucks too. Like a lot of schools getting rid of like arts programs in favor yeah, of like yeah. football. And I think that's, yeah. the, that's the worst. If I can go back in time, have. and this is before I found out I had a joint disorder, and I can go back and say, if I would have picked up a, an instrument rather than a, 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 something with sports, I would have, I would 100% go back and change that. Yeah. So I think, so, one more football player. Um, <laughs> So I think that both of those things are important for people because there's there's going to be kids who don't want to. Pick oh them. no, I, I, I yeah, agree yeah, yeah. But you Football should. So one, and... so exactly. So one shouldn't. They can. They should coexist. So one shouldn't like you shouldn't eliminate arts because of yeah. football. You shouldn't eliminate mm-hmm. football because of arts. Yeah. So definitely, structure is a huge thing. Yeah. But being able to express express yourself as a as a teenager is, is huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, how else are you going to do that? Like, people go out and smoke because whatever. Yeah. I, well, we, I, I don't know what teenagers because I didn't. Yeah. Do we have a show. <laughs> our show like things that weren't cool in high school. It's funny because then when I when I tell like people the name of the show and it's a younger generation, they go, "Well, comic books and video games and movies are cool for us in high school. Why do you? Why yeah. is your title like, not? No, <laughs> because if you went to school and be like, I listened to the new album, they'd be like, what? Dude, <laughs> if Game of Thrones came out in 1998, I would be the nerd because I was watching it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and people would be like, oh my god, Tyrion, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, think about Daenerys and the Targaryens, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember going to school and being like that wrestling South Park fan, and everyone's like, you're a fucking nerd, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like suck it. We <laughs> had her and our friends. We used to backyard wrestle at my one friend's house. Yeah. And I remember like doing a moonsault on my friend's wall on a header, like through a table yeah. <laughs> when I was like 16. But um, no, it's just, ah, I forgot what I was going with that. My brain just stopped. But uh, the art, like it sucks when you see like, oh, the football team got a coach now, but we eliminated this one program. Stuff like that's not cool. Yeah. Like then it is give and take and does need both. Like I agree on what Rob said. Um, like I wasn't a team sports guy because of Pottsville. <laughs> yeah. So I turned out to like, I, I ran track and I dove on the swim team because yeah. I was good at one. I was good at certain things and yeah. I didn't have to worry about being, I did not know that about Andy at all. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Nope. We went and brought you in. Just this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea that you, that you swam. Yeah. I was a, I was a diver. It's funny because I was born out of backyard wrestling. <laughs> like with my one friend had a, uh, he had a trampoline in his yard that we used to beat the shit out of each other. Exactly. Jeff Hardy, right? is, Jeff Hardy is 98% of the reason why I ended up diving. So like we, uh, we used to wrestle in my friend's backyard on his trampoline and I started learning how to do backflips and stuff. And so JFK pool still had a good diving board at the time. And I would go out there and I'd be doing like triple flips and stuff off the diving board. And my friend's sister was a lifeguard. She was, and she was on the swim team. She's like, Andy, we don't have any guy divers. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then like, so she told like the swim coach and my gym coach, so I, I every single day. And like, the, I swear, like the first day of my junior high school, he's like, Andy, heard you're a good diver. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Jen's been telling me you're doing all these crazy flips and stuff. And he's like, why don't you come out for the team? I was like, eh, no. <laughs> so like I got like a bunch of people we'll give you a about it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of about it, and then all, the one time I, my friend's sister put it out, he's like, she's like, Andy, you're gonna be on a team. It's gonna be you and a bunch of girls. And I was like, time we go. <laughs> <laughs> so it was awesome, and um, but like I basically muscled everyone out of the way in the scuba league because everyone just did pretty easy dives. I did hard shit. Yeah. <laughs> like and got kind of okay scores and just kind of pushed them out of the way. So. <laughs> I don't, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like and track, I, I somehow I was a really good hurdler when I was yeah. in high school. I would have pegged you for a soccer player all day. <laughs> I, I can play see soccer. It. Yeah, I can see it. it. Yeah. 
So going back to the dabbling, when when did you start picking up your instrument and getting into it? Oh boy, I think I first got a guitar that my dad bought me some some acoustic, some no name brand, and I was like fourteen, I think. But I really didn't start getting serious into it until I was about sixteen, maybe fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, um, and that's when I got the beloved BC Rich Warlock that every metalhead on the planet had. <laughs> and, uh, and that's you know just started learning a whole bunch of Aussie and you know metallica and you know shit like that and then tried to do a couple bands usually didn't work out and then finally got into a band uh called undying will with a couple we had a million members um <laughs> but i was in with uh, cody vidal he was a singer uh mike reed at one point the, the fighter now uh, yes the, the, the i'm fighter interviewing now. him soon oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> ask, ask, ask him about now. the old band days it's it was it was crazy i feel so bad for him man he got his I know that sucks. Yeah. That was yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, I felt bad. But uh, he just, I think, did he get surgery today yeah. on him or something? Or something very recently. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be my first interview that I'm gonna do over the phone. Oh yeah, it'll yeah. be a good interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's oh, a yeah. he's a trip. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's definitely an interview to talk. But uh, yeah, I was in a band with uh, him for a while, and then actually it was I was performing with that band, and that's where these guys saw me, and we we're like, oh, let's. let's Get this guy, and they, <laughs> you know, talk to me in the joint, and you know, then that's that's when that happened. But yeah, I've I've been playing for about fifteen years now. Um, did a lot of things the wrong way, and I'm just starting now to recover from that. I was. You mean you mean a, a Randall combo with the mid? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, 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 not as far right, as right? gear wise, like even just <laughs> as technique wise, like I was just I did everything completely fucking backwards. Yeah, like just. Oh, I don't need to learn how to do it that way. This person doesn't do it that way, and then I just fucked myself ten years later. <laughs> and you always so, fought so. it too. Rob would be Rob would tell you stuff to try, and he'd be yeah. like, well, I just, he, he'd I just don't the, do it. He'd that do way. everything the right it's, way. It's just not like, the way I do it. It'll he's be just Rob. I'm gonna do it my way. Oh my god! He, was, yeah. <laughs> he said it. It's you heard it here. It's recorded. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was right. Yeah, it, it goes back. You know, he, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's my thing. Awesome. Yeah. So my dad um, played guitar in local bands, and he always had um, a guitar sitting around the house. We just had to stop playing, um, and it was this old Gibson, and it was an RD Custom, which was like the worst idea Gibson ever had. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a third Les Paul, third SG, third Explorer, and like oh, the thing was things. like and it was like those this it was like weird. this big. It weighed like a thousand pounds. The neck was like. Baseball I'm like here, and it was the only Gibson I ever saw that had a maple neck. So that's what I had, and um, so I started noodling around on it. So I started playing when I was 12, and um, my dad bought me. It was a Charvel. It was a Strat copy. So I started taking lessons at that point. Um, I actually recorded um, my first CD when I was 15 to my friends. So we use a drum machine, which actually just went up on sale. I threatened Ron with it. I saw the exact drum machine that we used. Again, I'm, I was I'm like, just a drummer. <laughs> like, Ron, I mean, this is a constant melee. I can just program this. It won't talk back. Yeah. It'll keep time. It'll keep time. It'll just use a metronome. Everything's on time. Yeah. That's my time. I remember the, like, going back to the Guitar Hero games, like the loading screens, just like never trust the drummer with the money. And it always, yeah. like, <laughs> like, you know, like every loading screen was like picking on the drummer. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's like that. It's true. Like the band members get all the groupies and then what's left goes to the drummer. <laughs> I mean, every joke has a little bit of truth. <laughs> <laughs> with the drummers, you can't turn them down. 
<laughs> it's an electronic kit. Thanks, guys. One of the best things ever was... Um, At least I know I'm here out of necessity. I used to, <laughs> we used to have a party band with Fulton, uh, the kissing booth, and Danny Kosholski was... Oh, we're going to go back to that in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> when, we first, when we first started practicing, Danny had an electronic kit, so like he was doing his normal drummer thing while we're trying to talk. And we used to be like, on the PA, like, whoop. <laughs> God, exactly, I wish we could do that. That's exactly what Steve does to Dave, Dave K all the time. It's on camera, right? You know? <laughs> Dave will be talking and like, hey, F you guys. He's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> so Steve does still do that. It's nice, though. The drummer, you know, I don't have to tune, and when the power goes out, I can still piss everyone off. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, you're fucking good at that, right? <laughs> as much as we give him shit, Ron is an amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I have told him he's the most important part of the man in this. He goes, we go. Yeah. So, oh. I started singing this backup in a high school band called Drum Clear, and uh, I started singing when, when Justin had quit. We couldn't find anybody. Like I said, Peter's looking at me. He's like, I guess you're singing. So he quit, and we had a show like two weeks later. So I had to like learn how to do all that. Like, I mean, I had been doing it for a while anyway, but it's the first time live we actually did it. From Autumn to Ashes? Was that the band we played with? Something like that? Huh? It was down close to Philly. No, I'll tell you who we played with. Um, My Autumn Fire. That, I knew it was Autumn. Danny's brother's band. Yes. It was Jason Duranis. So he was nice enough to put us on that show. Yeah. I remember just being super nervous the first time I like had to do that. So we played a prop rock the next week. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it went. Um, So when we started writing um, some of our newer stuff, I had... it just got to the point where, I mean, I could do it live, play and sing at the same time, but it was just difficult. And I was always jealous of Jaybird because I wanted to be able to go and kind of command a crowd like he could. And I was always jealous of that. Um, so we started writing this new stuff and I'm like, guys, I just can't. There's going to have to be a point where we need another guitarist. Yeah, it started getting way too demanding. Yeah. So Paul Treble, who had produced um, our End of Five Seven, our last full length that we put out, I finally bugged him enough that he, he joined. And Paul's probably the best musician I've ever I personally, personally that I've ever met. Up to the right. Yeah, as, as far as guitars go, like this this guy was like, not only was he, not only was he an amazing songwriter, but like on a technical level, like John Petrucci, Dream Theater level. Like so Paul went to playing. school for music. Yeah, he's well, a savant. He's, yeah. he's insane. He's just, uh, it's not just music. I mean, Paul knows like everything. Yeah, he's just yeah. I just don't understand. Guy. Yeah like how he can just have that much knowledge so yeah. we miss him but he i definitely like as far as our band goes he made everybody better musicians hugely so that was a big thing like when he would he, i think we waffled yeah, so fucking paul how do you expect me to play that <laughs> oh you'll play oh you'll play it well you just yeah. syncopated in seven eight run yeah. it's not a big deal oh okay <laughs> so i think the big thing with us um not playing was not having paul um i think when we finally came to the real- realization that I, we didn't think he was going to come back um that's when we talked to andy and when andy said yes i called paul i'm like hey man and i talked to him before but i've actually talked to paul more since he's not in the band than <laughs> i have for like the past like two and a half years so he gave us his blessing um he's still i i he's still gonna be involved with us somehow uh, with so there may be a show where you may you may have paul and andy at the same time that would that, be, that'd be cool. That'd actually, be I haven't cool. even thought of that. Um, Excellent idea. I'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody jot that down. Um, but no, whether reproducing or just like we write something, and because Paul will be able to like, so we'll think something is really good, and Paul will listen and be like, "Nah, you need to do this." There's a classic moment we were we were recording. He wasn't in the band yet, 
and we were doing this there's a song we had called lullaby for the liars and there's a bridge section and which is us playing like power chords and paul's like okay you're gonna do this thing called a polychord you're gonna play this you're gonna play this and Fonia looked at each other like this is gonna sound like absolute shit like what do you mean we're playing two different things this is awful paul's like just do it i was like you're crazy and Fonia and i played we're like wow that sounds great like it, it was this is amazing like what's a polychord yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand how that worked at all because the two chords sounded so different like i get you get like harmonies and stuff you know you know a lower one and a higher one but this was just two chords that had nothing to do with each other mm. and they sounded like shit on their own and then you know you just play them together and for for some stupid reason, it just worked. It was amazing. Well, it, there's a reason for it. Yeah, he knows it. He explained it. He knows it, but I don't understand it. <laughs> like he he's just like that quick, like boom, like play this, like it will sound amazing. And we're like, fuck you, Paul. You don't know what you're talking about. But then we were we were wrong. Yeah, horribly like, wrong. Horribly there's wrong. a theme here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul's always right. Paul's been my always always right. So yeah. that's kind of my story. Awesome. So when did you pick up the drums? Were you always a drummer? I was always a drummer. We won't talk about the the high school musical stuff. That's just... yeah, I'll start somewhere. We're able to go down there. I was a I was a horn player in high school. Actually. Yeah, I played the mellophone and the trombone and all. Why all are the brass. bringing that out? All the brass. I Dude, saxophone's a huge thing. I knew that either. I knew that. Yeah. I knew so you wrestled. Good. I didn't know you were a trombone player. Yeah. Dude, so many fans <laughs> have saxophones now. We can get the trombone out and do it. Like I don't covers. think I could. Multitask. Oh my god, I remember. Well, I only have four it. appendages and they're pretty you can busy. Play so, it. I mean, well, you can put it on a pad. We could. Mm. I mean, the guy like Rivers and Niall has all those sax solos we can get. Uh, <laughs> yeah. can we hey, get a trombone solo. We can do it. We can do it. <laughs> so I think I was probably 12 or 13. I started playing uh, along with T102 because I didn't have money for CDs at the time and that's what was big. So <laughs> I played along with those and then my first band was actually a band called. My useless intention based out of fractal. Oh my god! Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. It was Shane Flail and yeah, Corey uh, McGee and Albianolowski. Oh my Rich, god! Who was Rich's last name? Richie Krause. Richie Krause and Joey Rabbits. <laughs> and we used to do the rock and lock and all the time. Up in oh, the I remember that. In the too. arcade, oh. we'd shut it down. And then when that disbanded, is when I put the ad up in Fulton's and we talked about all. I remember lane too. Just thinking about that. Remember lane yep. at the front mm -hmm. of the mall. Yeah. That's actually why I met Dave. Cantwell, I figured this out like years later. He's in a band called Stillborn, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I had gone up and I, I saw them and I was yeah. you know I I talked to him everything. So like, you know, maybe this was only like two or three years ago, and we were talking about I don't know how the subject came up. He's like, yeah, I drummed in that band. I was like, uh, I was like, you know, sixteen at the time. That's hilarious. I remember Dave. I met Dave. God, I was like nineteen too. I forget how we met him. Because Smurf and I were looking for a drummer to jam with. And then it didn't pan out. But then Dave called me the one time. And like we used to play. It was one buddy and me, Header, and someone else. And we had like one show. It was weird. But I've known Dave for like freaking 20 years now. <laughs> Guy's a sweetheart. He really is. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah, I mean, right. he's fucking nuts. But he's, he, he is crazy. But he'll give the shirt off his back. Oh, no. I love Dave. Yeah. Dave is a really good guy. Oh, I'm going to get. That looks like Kool-Aid. It, I don't think it's cool. It, it may or it may, may not be like <laughs> Shade of the evening should be blue. You're it's on the pH joint. level of the water. That's why it reacts with the pea flower. Pea? That's why. <laughs> the warlocks of Karth and you're on Greyjoy are upset. <laughs> it is good, though. 
Give him a, give him a pour. Oh yeah, 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 give him. Yeah, he's a big IPA guy. That that was good. It is. Good. Ron, Ron might actually like this one. No, this is very. I like that color. It's really cool. It's not blue. See, Ooh. the warlords of Karth, they were noted. They're noted by their uh, their lips were stained blue. Blue lips. Yeah. So same with the Euron Greyjoy from the books, but it has has a really cool Grim Reaper and Abominable Snowman on it. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Rook 10 has some really everything I've had from there has been pretty solid. Yeah, they're really uh we were just talking about um I don't know if you follow on Instagram for your guy Hoppy Floppy. No. Yeah, she's like a really busty big, big, <laughs> big butt boob big boob chick and she actually the whole thing for Rotunda. Like she had like the Rotunda hoodie on oh, and like her butt showing it. She's like, check it out. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot that you played the the trombone the trumpet. Yeah, I, I totally I, forgot about that. So we, you went, were, we went to high school together. Yeah. So you he was no a year game. older than me. that no school cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah. I forgot. I totally forgot about yeah. all that too. Yeah. So it's it's pretty nice, you know. I'm, I'm like I'm looking at you. Know, I'm like, I know that guy. It's the devilish look. I know that cat. Ball by choice. But yeah, but yeah, man. We went into the snare drum from there, and it was just way too boring. I drum that Metallica. And North Schoolgirl's known for their high school band. I mean, they're always a super talented high mm-hmm. school band. Now, we we touched a little bit on it before. You brought it up, and you reminded me, so I'm going for it. So, uh, <laughs> Kissing Booth, you guys had a, a good, a cool Goodfellas moment. Um, <laughs> oh, we opened for Brent Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell that story? <laughs> So we opened for Brett Michaels, so we whipped out all of our 80s songs. And the biggest thing that pissed me off is fucking Fulton forgot my wireless mic at the store. Because my whole goal was to like head walk on all the 40-year-old, like 45-year-old women there for Brett. Like I was gonna go straight hardcore show and just fucking head walk on all of them. <laughs> but I had a mic, the mic I had, the cord was like stuck on something. So I had like about like 10 room to like move. So I'm like, eh. but so after our set, we pull our shit off stage and um I watched the set, it was a very good set. <laughs> it was. We were really good. Yeah, it was a good It was a lot of fun. It's a Bob Tree. Bob. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Bob Dudash at the time had just shaved like his head completely and he looked and his beard wasn't as epic as it is currently today. But uh so he he really looked like Daughtry. <laughs> so like all these like older ladies at the front of the stage. Losing their shit because Bob looked like Daughtry and they tried to pull him off the stage at one point. <laughs> he probably loved it. It was nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Daughtry for coming to play with us. So body. fucking funny. That's and uh, we were calling him Bob Daughtry for the evening. <laughs> but um, the funniest moment was so we pulled all our shit off stage. So they brought their own production. So like they had all their own PA stuff. So all the Goodfellas PA shit was in the back room. And there was no room to put our gear. So I. His couch. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of it. That's worse than the rug. I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. That's part of it. So, um, Fulton was using my Mesa half stack for uh, for the shows, and literally just my half stack was sitting against the wall in the back room. And their stage manager comes out flipping his shit about uh, about the half stack. And I'm like, dude, where are we gonna put it? There's no to put it. It's just gonna be like Brittany's room, and Fulton's like, what, put a bandana on. <laughs> <laughs> so they kicked us out. They finally like, I was, I like, I'm like, Kick I'm gonna fight this guy. Like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of this fucking stage manager, and like the whole band might just murder you tonight, <laughs> and no one will miss you. But um, <laughs> so we get then they finally like, fine, leave it. 
and but ejected us from like the back room. We're like, oh god, we don't get to hang out with Brett Michaels. Yeah, I don't know. Little known to him was that you know we all had urinated on the couch like all <laughs> evening. <laughs> so Steve and I kept trying to once like the once Brett was like getting ready to go on, he was like they had a security guard standing all like puffed chest out of the door. Me and Steve just kept being dicks trying to sneak in, and we did catch a glimpse of Brett sitting on the piss couch, and I was like. <laughs> we win. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, waste matter in that back room. Yeah. Uh, so between uh, that, there's a there's a local band. If you ever play at Goodfellas, do not sit on that couch. The couch is still The couch is still there. Stay away. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Jaybird jerked off on Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some some Jaybird still on the wall. Yeah. The chair next. That room would glow. Yeah. It would actually. On the other side, though, across from that, the chair. I would love that. There was actually fecal matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was a band. Now, supposedly, this is what I've heard. There's a band and they're, they're signed called Eve to Adam. And they played there. And I don't know what Kalata did to them, but they rubbed shit all over the wall. <laughs> so, yeah, so then they were banned from playing, right? So they got on a show again at Goodfellas that we were going to play. And they got banned. And I, that's when I heard the story. So I'm like, I, I never knew what that substance was. I never, I never really inquired about it. But yeah, so you've got the piss couch. And the shit wall. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, probably yeah. still there. Edges everywhere. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, just yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably still there. So just don't like. Just avoid like bring, like bring like plastic to like. Lay don't down sit on your own chair. Just yes. don't go in the back room until they replace the furniture. Don't, don't sit. Yeah, yeah. Just and, and now that Rob Hampton listens to this, right? <laughs> yeah. Get rid of it. Just stand in your Don't room. burn it. It'll make a noxious cloud that'll take out all <laughs> four cards. Throw it in the river. Bury the pet cemetery. No, sometimes they don't throw it in the river. I saw something go in the river once upon a time. Something in the river. Yeah, remember when Smurf? Oh, when he threw his aunt in the river. Yeah, he had a really bad, weak moment and picked his entire rig up off the stage, jumped off the middle, and stormed right out the front doors and hurled his whole amp right into the river. Fuck it, I'm done. I love it. I think that's one of the first times I met Smurf. And somebody said, "Oh yeah, that's Smurf." I'm like, "Hey, chucked his amp in the river." Now. Uh, so you're we're coming but you guys are coming back to the striker show. Yep. Now were you were you one of the bands back in the day that used to play in the middle of the bowling alley as well? We did that, we did that. Uh, yeah, we times. did a couple we times. That. Yeah, one for was for Halloween, I think. Yeah. We, we were asked clowns and butt oh. riots with my mom's band, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 We did that with the kissing booth once too. Yeah. And then they put everybody in the in the in the bar, which is kind of cool, but it just gets really, really packed. Yeah. The yeah. lanes is yeah. cool. It's okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's still it's, weird because the way the lane floor is set up, it's just it's, it's a lot of room, but it's not nearly as it's intimate not, as yeah, as you think. Yeah. Now here, here's bar. a question for you. Now I I love going to Goodfellas shows because I love that more people can go in there and enjoy yep. themselves. But I always have a soft spot for like the roundhouses and the and yeah. the, and the, and the strikers. Those are just fun because the you're yeah. right shows. with yeah. the band. Like if you're right up front, you have a good time. Especially if you're buddies with the band and like yeah. like oh know, yeah like so to me that connection in a bar where you can just be right there with the crowd is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we went to see Randy uh, at Face Got a Driver, he was just like f this, and he just walked off the stage mm -hmm. with his microphone and just like hung <laughs> out with us. Like it was so I do like the stage aspect. Is there a preference that you guys have? I have to look at four asses in front of me all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Um, it, it depends on the crowd, really. And yeah. it, like, it depends the, on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. it depends on the show and the crowd. Like, my biggest gripe about Goodfellas is the stage. 
Like I think it can come down by like a good like two feet. It's a very high stage. Yeah. So like it's it's hard to get some crowd. I always get nervous when people go to the edge of the stage and like sing off it. I'm like, they're gonna someone's gonna fall. I have. I fell off it. Oh shit! The resident beer snob has now been the resident beer hog. That was just me talking and yeah, sorry, that's just me talking. Please don't go to secret stash. We're not going to give it to him. Yeah, no burly oak for you. You poof. Sorry, that was just me with my brain. I don't even know if there's beer with my head. I think it's funny, like, if you're not used to playing on big stages, like... You got some of this, right? Yeah, I just drank a little bit. So when you're not used to playing on a big stage, like, and you get up there for the first time, that can be really intimidating. Like I remember when we played a, we played a festival in Boston. Yep. And yeah, like, like Alice James was the headliner. Fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> scared shitless. So, so was the Shitless. So we get up there and it's like this gigantic stage. I'm just like I'm looking out of the crowd. Like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm used to like everything kind of being closed. You see the tops of heads for a hundred yards in front of you. It's pretty. Pretty intimidating. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Can bit. you skim rocks there too? You, like, you, you get nervous. I mean, I'm sure you could. <laughs> you get nervous. You get you no, it was, it was that show. <laughs> that show was, it was the first. It was, that was the first big show we had. That was like my first big show I had with with Faith, and it was like, oh hey, we're playing this festival up here. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Oh yeah, Allison James is the headliner. Uh, there's gonna be like twenty thousand people when we play. <laughs> Not that many, but there's a few thousand. Yeah, man, that's good. Cool. And I was like. Okay, everybody's gonna just see me fuck this up. <laughs> but I think I did all right. No, you did fine. Then, no, you well, I think a lot it, of it was still just very for very me. What intimidated me more about besides the crowd, the people, but we had to use all of the house stuff we were yeah. used to using that. Yeah. I played in this random old ass Yamaha <laughs> kit that was really <laughs> fall apart. It was held. Is that one of the bigger shows you guys ever played? Yeah, yeah probably of, yeah. the biggest show. We uh, we played Mayhem Festival two years in a row. It's uh, the the montage mm -hmm. uh, for Sumerian Records. So those were probably the two biggest shows that we had just because it was Sumerian and we were playing on their stage. Sandy kicks the... Kick and run. Kick and run. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> so those are probably, I, from uh, my opinion, those were probably the biggest shows we played just because it was kind of like, for me, that was almost like the, the pinnacle, like, I don't want to say this, like the, uh, I guess pinnacle is the right word. Um, mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is what we've been doing for, you know, the past eight, nine years and like, actually like not that it didn't yeah. mean something before but it was almost like oh hey we yeah, kind of like, here's, here's some proof that we're doing something right kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah. real quick just to go back so the last one we did the, the bluish greenish sphere was the shade of the evening um this was the abomination and rotunda uh, collaboration very very tasty beer and now we're on the enter night which is the uh, Metallica Pilsner, which is a collaboration with Metallica so it's still brewing yeah it's 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 a good beer I mean it's Pilsner it's Pilsner it's, it's now my favorite beer on the table. <laughs> it doesn't bite it's me. Solid. It's it's not, this, is, this, is, this is more no, of a... I don't think he's going to go that far. This is more of a Pilsner, so it's more like what you would get from like a Miller Lite. You know what? The, the funny thing is, like, lately, I've been liking Pilsners more, like, especially like dry hop ones. Like, Trogues has been killing bad, yeah. it. They're like dry hop, like, scratches that are Pilsners. Yes. Like, hell's, yeah. hell's. I'm a big fan of Trogues. I feel like Phenomenal. Trogues. Have any of you guys My only gripe about Trogues... Have right. any of you gone to the Battlefield Brewery? Yes, and the Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they have anything good. I have been yeah. The uh, the place is awesome. Last time I was there, the beers were eh. the place. Like the the actual brewery used to be a Confederate field hospital during the battle, so there's yeah. like bloodstained like floorboards and shit. Really? Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. supposed to be like ridiculously haunted and stuff too, but it's a really cool building. And it's huge for 
as a venue too. Yeah, they, they have, have they music. Have, oh, music oh wow, floorboards. That's yeah. awesome. Dude, awesome. it was literally a confederate. Not awesome, but yeah. it's kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's pretty metal. It's history. It's history at that point. Sorry about your life, but that's badass. Yeah, it was a confederate field hospital during the battle. It's the confederates, though. So, yeah. Fuck them, right? <laughs> Am I right? They didn't win. But, um, I'm an interracial no, marriage. The, fuck them. <laughs> the beer, the beer is all right. You know what actually stands out though? Their spirits are actually really good. Like they're they have a rye whiskey. Ghosts, but not, yes. <laughs> their uh, rye whiskey is actually really good. Nice. nice. Oh damn. But um, uh, their their gin's pretty decent too. So my my first experience with Trogues, um, my every time I we tell the story, my dad just shakes his head. So my dad's like big. In the firehouse so everywhere we go in school county or pennsylvania or in the eastern east coast someone somehow knows him through firehouse or insurance um so we get we're at a hershey bears game and my dad gets a call and he goes and he turns around he looks up and he goes oh hey and he waves and he's like and he's like yo now my brother and his friend are with him and we're like you guys just hang out here we'll be back we have to go talk to somebody he goes, you're coming with me and i go why he goes we're going to VIP box. I can't bring them. They're not 21 and we're going to go drink <laughs> for free. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go. So we walk up and I, we had their fridge and I'm going through the fridge and I see trogues, a bunch of trogues and a and yingling. And I was like, all right, I'll just grab yingling Cause I know it. So I grabbed the lager I'm drinking it. And my dad's standing in the, like right in the front of the pre- VIP box. And he's talking to a guy in the VIP box next to us in a suit and tie, white hair, the whole nine, like older gentleman. And he's drinking a blueberry trogues at the time. And uh, I walk up and he's like, and the guy looks at me and goes, Oh, you're, uh, you're enjoying a yingling. I said, yeah, hometown beer. You know, I'm just, you know, and he goes, why don't you try your dad's beer? And I went, looked at him like blueberry beer. Now at the time when like, when I drank, I drank like the domestics. And then if I did the shot, I was like, just give me like Jack. I said, like, don't give me like a buttery nipple or a, a peach mango shot. Like, what I don't have against buttery nipples. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, like, I was like freshly turned 21. I was like, and I was like, fuck that. I'm not drinking fruity beers. Like, you know what I mean? So I taste this blueberry beer and I'm not into the craft scene at all at this point. And this is years and years ago. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking gross. <laughs> and my dad just turns white. And the guy goes, what do you like about it? I'm like, it tastes like fucking shit. <laughs> and he goes, hi, I'm such and such. I'm the VIP for, I'm the v- for executive director of Trugs. And, <laughs> and I went, your beer needs work. <laughs> and walked away. And my dad came up to me later. Like, he goes, because I was already kind of half in the bag because we were drinking the whole time there and he's like you're a fucking dick (laughs) this is why i don't bring you anywhere he goes and he's like and now i do a beer show but Uh, but maybe after that they started making better beer yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was the turning point for (laughs) trope tony black one guy it took one guy yeah Yeah. one guy Um, but all it takes one but from then on, I mean, everything that Trogues has made, I've been a fan of. Even like when people didn't like the Crimson, I liked it. Crimson Pistol's all right. Yeah, I my, my problem with Trogues sometimes is that consistency. Like, Nugget Neck for the past two years was like, eh. Yeah. But like this year was on. I thought it was really good. And the year, like two years prior, was really good. But the last I felt like it was like lacking something. Yeah, what was the other one from Trogues that we had? That was, not, not, not like the. Um, Are you looking at the Bourbon Barrel Age? Uh, that was really good. That was really good. The Bourbon. Well, no, don't get me started on that. That was ridiculous. All right, here's my problem with those is yeah. that they charge too much for a 12.14 ounce bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand. The Wicked Elf or what? Like, yeah, like elf, the Naked Elf, the, the Bourbon Barrel Troganator, the uh, Freaky Peach, any of those Splinter Perpetual, series. That's what I was going to say. The Perpetual. I really like Perpetual. Yeah, any of those Splinter series, like, they're charging, like, they're like 13 bucks a bottle. 
puddle. Cork and cage, yeah. Yeah, and like when they put them out, they're on the shelves for like months. Yeah. Like it's not like these are gone in an instant. If they were gone in an instant, I'd be like, yo, sell them for that much. <laughs> People are buying mm-hmm. them. But like when the, that one release is still sitting on the shelf like six months later, it's like, hey. They got <laughs> they got me at Woody's one night. I was, I, there, I was there seeing the boys and they're like, like, do you have what do you have? And I look and I'm like, oh, what's the what's the mad elf? And I didn't see the bottle. <laughs> and it was the cork mm-hmm. uh twisted elf or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the aged one. And they're like, all right, no problem. They get it, pop the cut and they hand it to me. And they're like, that'll be twelve fifty. <laughs> and I was like, what what? <laughs> Excuse me? Is that in pesos? Yeah. <laughs> talking yen, right? Yeah. And I, I drank it and they're like, what do you want next? I'm like, Keystone, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's my really right. like, yeah. I understand the work and stuff that goes into it, but if they're not if they're just sitting on the shelf, I mean yeah. lower the price thing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one that's a complete ripoff. A four pack, I think it was either four or eight ounces. Innerborough came out with an ambassador. Bourbon barrel aged stout, and it was like thirty bucks for like eight ounce cans. Uh, I mean, they oh were like god. literal pony cans. Oh my god! It was ridiculous. Like when you saw the can, you're like, "What the like? How small <laughs> the cans were?" No like, what what am I that. drinking here? I'm like, "Am I drinking liquid gold or what?" It's like those hus- is it Hudson Valley. It's not the brewery. It's there's a distillery. It's like these like tiny little like three hundred fifty milliliter bourbons and stuff that are like. Fifty dollars a bottle. And it's ew, like I would take maybe I'm like farms. No, no I, I forget what the. I think it's Hudson something, but yeah. um, like I love bourbon. I love scotch, and I'll gladly pay like sixty plus dollars for a single malt or something. But I'm like, I will take any one of these like comparable bottles. Like I'll take a bottle of Bullet over these Hudson ones. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like seriously, like sub thirty bucks. No, no thanks. So we're on our, our last one here, the uh, the Fool's Gold. This is this is Andy's throwaway beer. <laughs> it's uh, not a throwaway. It's just been in it for a while. It's actually a very good beer from yeah. our Rusty Rail. Um, and real quick, in the chat, Look Alive is watching. The band Look Alive. All right. What's going on, guys? Uh, they're, they're, hey, guys. they're excited to be part of the show. And, and I guess we should probably talk about the show. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Probably. So, so we're, we're kind of getting caught off. Like, yeah. so we were saying about, like, where's the weirdest place to play. Like, like I said, Goodfellas, like, the stage, I feel like it's a little too high, but we can't really do anything about that. Um, but I think the weirdest thing wow. to me, see, when you told me this is a peanut butter, have a bison. Like you told me the peanut butter. I thought it would be a darker Porter. No, not at all. It's, I was kind of excited. Try to see coffee lager. <laughs> I'm, I'm coffee I'm let down again. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, you don't like coffee. coffee. So. Yeah. So, kind of like talking about, uh, smell this. I still have a half yeah. a six so pack of pumpkin. I should have brought yeah, it for so, us. <laughs> the weirdest thing since like playing again, like, I mean, prior, like I had, was in his each day dies we were metalcore back in the early 2000s then we had among nice saints when faith and exile started we literally started among nice saints at the same time and we were like the straight like more as i lay dying type metalcore type stuff and it was a completely different scene then we did the party scene for a while we did all 90 then since we've been playing with the hands resist and now back with faith it's the weirdest thing is no one watches anymore <laughs> yeah it's it's strange well, it's always yeah. kind of weird around. Yeah, it depends always, on where yeah, it's really Like you can't really. Yeah. I, I can see why people don't mosh in a bar because they're just gonna get thrown out. The but, last time I seen moshing was at Hucklebucks for it was a punk rock like ska night and oh yeah. And Heidi was like, "Is the first time she's ever experienced this." So this guy was jumping and she was just like, "Oh!" And I was like, "Just push him." She was what? I'm like, "Just push him." Yeah. <laughs> she pushed him and then he came back and she pushed him again. She goes, "This is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I remember. 
I think the way Zach, so Bloody Mike and Zach Campbell played for Among the Saints. Um, and I think the way I met him was when we had his each day dies, we used to play Black Label by Lamb of God. And at the Roller Roost, we'd have like 500 people there and I would do a wall of death. <laughs> and Zach broke his collarbone in our wall of death and like came up and thanked me about it. <laughs> And but like now it's like I'm standing, I'm like going crazy, and I'm like, no one's doing anything. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Roundhouse, the last yeah, Roundhouse round yeah, was, was that was there was cool. a few guys bouncing around. Next two weeks we'll fix it. We'll get. But it's just weird, like to like, but like even not not just our local shows. So I went to see me and Heather went to see uh, Children of Bodom and Wolfheart down in Reading last week, and no one really moshed. It was weird until like the bands were like, yo. Show us something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's just kind of standing around. And there's I'm like, a couple of shows I've been doing. Afraid. It's been the same thing. So, so, like, so when I come to the show, I'm going to hide in the back with my bad joints. I can't be in any moshes, so I'll just be like, "I love you guys." So I have a funny story about moshing, and so we were playing this place in uh, in Trenton. I don't remember what the place was called. I think Bat Champ. Not no, no, oh, Champ. 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 The Champ. Yeah. So <laughs> I know so, what story is this. so we're playing and. They were they were kids hardcore dancing, which never happens with Faith in Exile, which I this was like the coolest thing oh, I've ever yeah. seen, right? And the sound system was awful. We didn't have oh, monitors, oh, it was man. muddy. And I said, like, oh man, this is awesome. We never have people hardcore dancing for our for our songs. Single hands. And everybody it. walked <laughs> out. Yeah, everybody stopped. Everybody stopped and walked out of the room. I'm like, what just happened? All right, whatever. <laughs> so, to- so I'm so I'm, we put we finished up the set. I walked <coughs> off one of our friends, I think it was Harmony, he's like, why did you say something about Nazis and Hitler? And I'm like, <laughs> what? I said about hardcore dancing. They're like, no, it's not the way it sounded. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, well, I'm never playing here again. <laughs> like, we, love, like, we love Hitler. I'm like, I, See I you later. And the way I'm, power. I'm like, I have no idea. Instant shut down. The room yeah. emptied. I'm it like, was, it was strange. Because like, <laughs> I thought you said something about Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Everybody just like filed out. I'm yeah. like, what did I say? Like, <laughs> we were playing knife. It was something. This is about. For, this is awesome. This is for all the hardcore kids or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Exit stage right. What happened? I'll never understand <laughs> what, the, what, the, what <laughs> they thought I said. <laughs> I did end up playing there again though for that. This we did. Yeah, this is, like, this is why your sound checks are important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is that sound checks guys, fail. if you don't all sound check, you sound check fail. All the time. With those kinds of shows, you don't get a sound check. It's yeah, just like, no. oh, okay, here, there's Mike's. Um, just do just your go play. Good luck. We'll so take I, care of it as we go. I have, so. I've played enough of those places to not even, like, I don't need a monitor. I don't need to hear anybody. Yes. I don't need to hear myself. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, that's I visual cues. Yeah, visual cues. That's kind of like Rob Allison's like, one behind the back. Let me know where I'm going. So Local Live says shout out to Aaron Charles, RIP. Oh, yeah. Zach Campbell. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Jimmy Murphy. Tombstone Jones says there was that's a very the small pit last week at Trippin' two Saturdays ago. I guess they had the metal night. And they said, make moshing great again. So, <laughs> we'll try it. Come, come out the, the 27th. <laughs> so, yeah, the show. So, it's this Saturday. Yep. It's April 27th. That's Strikers. Starts at 10. It's $5 cover, 21 and over. Um, it's Gargons, which is Mechus's yep, Josh, Josh Mechus and his brother. It's his brother. His brother. Yep, they're doing the I love the Mechus. I grew up playing soccer with the Mechus's. I thought oh, they described it. It's like a heavy rock. They would never pick something. Both Mechuses were phenomenal soccer players. I would have never so it. was it. the Mechuses, and it was like three or four other, actually like four or five other kids from Shenandoah. And the way, the way soccer works in the Shenandoah area is you play until a certain age, and there's nowhere to play soccer. 
Huh. So the Mackinses, a kid named Corey Kaplaka, like the rest of America, and a few other kids <laughs> all joined the Shenandoah football team. And because they had the endurance and knew how to take angles, and they just they fuck like. I know a lot of people shit on soccer, but like if you can transition from like I always tell people, if you want to be a really good football player, start with soccer first. Like put your kid in soccer till his body develops and he gets because when they put kids in pads at like eight years old, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. Like they just they run around their heads or fucking <laughs> yeah. Play soccer for like to at least 15, 16, then jump to football. I made an awesome second cornerback because I took angles that nobody took because I knew how to get to a ball before the because in soccer you're you're taught to run less. Because you're gonna run like crazy, so you you have to take an angle or, or understand where the ball's gonna go before it goes, kind of like hockey. Um, so when the the Mekuses were phenomenal soccer players, then they transitioned over to football, and, and their their football program mm-hmm. in Shenandoah dominated like that de- de- generation because of it. But yeah, super talented athletes when they were grow, growing up. Wow, yeah. Yep. So I never played them for soccer. I knew they were awesome with football. Yeah, so major f- football for me with them. Yeah. Look alive. Um, so funny story about that. So I got a message from Brett. <laughs> He's like, hey, I saw you guys were getting back together. Very and right. this is before we had already, talk, right. already kind of talked about them opening because that For they came recommendations. Yeah, recommendations mm. from some Brett, other Brett is a good kid. Yep. So he, he messages us on the fa- the Fantasy Night on Facebook and he's like, hey, I used to like listen to you guys when I was in high school or middle school. Something like that. I'm just like, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He he talked a little bit about his interview about like his work ethic and like he's he said like hey like Pete, they wouldn't offer us shows at Rollers anymore. We would well, I would walk in and say hey if I can get people in here can our band play. So he has a very strong work ethic. Yeah, he's I watched awesome. the interview and, and it shows because he's in two different bands. Like he's a super talented kid and when he's on stage he performs. He's, yep. he's, like, so he's yeah. one of the best bass players I've seen in a long I time. I agree. I hundred percent agree. No, when we we play with uh, Look Alive, not Look Alive, uh, Matt Malin Doug with the Roundhouse uh, back in February. Yeah. And uh, he, I'm like, dude, he's fucking all over the place. He's he looks like awesome. Scott Pilgrim. I told him he looks like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny thing too is uh, John and Kevin. Um, I just I pushed all my Walmart out of my my brain, and I apparently did their orientations at Walmart. Really? <laughs> <laughs> at, at Walmart distribution in Bosville. Two very good bands. HR there. Yeah. yeah. Two very. So cool. Look Live is is really really good. They had a cover of a song called Sad, and uh, I embarrassed myself a little bit because I had no idea it was a cover. <laughs> I was actually, like, hey man, when did you guys record this? It's actually a cover of a rap song. Yes, I found that out after I embarrassed myself because I'm 30 years old and don't know, <laughs> I don't know where all the young kids are. We're, we're, not, we're not these days. It was the rapper, it was the rapper so, who, who got in a lot of trouble for beating up his girlfriend. And then he went to go buy like a motorcycle and people seen him with all this money in a duffel bag and he was shot and killed. Yeah. Oh. That XX10. Oh, that yeah. oh, okay. So they they actually Rest covered that song. Yep. Anyway, awesome. So yeah, so they did a really good job on that song, but their originals are very good. No, yes. they're they're yep. phenomenal. When I listened to them, I was like, these guys are awesome. Yeah. And then when I went to see you when I we were at Goodfellas, it was the first time I finally got to see them live and they're phenomenal. Even with the sound. Yeah, good. no, yeah. they still yeah, sounded I, great. I, I, I saw them in uh Coal mine tap room. Yeah. And you know how that place is. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking basement. Cave. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they were, spot. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, wrong with basements. Spot. We live in basements, yeah. man. Come on. And man, they were, they were killer. Like the, the tones were right on. Vocals yeah. were great. Like fucking, it was all nice. And they seem room. to know, and that's a, this is a huge thing, especially for young bands. They seem to know how to kind of self promote themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. They did the video yeah. with the, the puppet thing. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. That was great. Like, I mean, Kevin can shred. Awesome. Yeah. He's, young he's young he's bands just don't, you don't see them doing stuff yeah. like that. They do one of the coolest marketing things for merchandise I've ever seen. So they have, I don't know if it's where it's at, but they have a bag, like a grocery Walmart bag. 
and they have their logo of their eyes on the bag and you pay 30 bucks and you get the t-shirt size you want and they get you get the bag you get a beer like a beer koozie and then they fill it with stickers and pins and you get like, live we're stealing that yeah. <laughs> we're totally stealing that we don't care we got it. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. So, also we came up with it no. <laughs> so you, you age before beauty you literally get you get a bag with the for the band, uh, then bad. you're getting a T-shirt and a whole bunch of other cool merch. Ass. Yeah, we will have badass. we will have new merch. Yeah, we will also oh, yeah, yeah. we have a new T-shirt coming out. Uh, we actually have a new um, new CD. So it's uh it's two uh, yeah they're actual CDs like physical like silver things that you pop in a player. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you may or may not be able to use. Are you guys, in, are you guys going to be on streaming services like Spotify and like that? Yeah. Yes. So what I end up having with that is Paul or Cars actually has the uh, masters of those with the wave file. So in order to get on like Spotify, iTunes, they need the wave file, not the MP3. So I'm waiting for him to get the wave file because everything honestly is already there uh, through our, we go through CD baby, which is, I've been using since 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I get the wave file, that'll be up on Spotify. Um, but yeah, so the new, the, the CD has control, delete, uh, dabble and dark arts and three songs from our last full length. Yeah, the, so, la- the whole last full length is on uh, Spotify, but Dabble and Control Delete are on SoundCloud if anyone wants to listen to them. And they're, they're free downloads, too. Yeah, yeah, they're free downloads. We have them. I've been posting them. We've all been posting them on the Facebook, sharing them. Yeah, out, so. uh, tag me, Matt. We'll share that as well. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. But yeah, the, uh, the this show is huge. Like, I was just looking at the um, attendance right now. So, like, historically, like, usually you'll get your going kind of doubles. So, we're at 74 going for strikers. This is, that's already a packed room. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. Got to pump those yeah, numbers. Yeah, pump, those numbers. <laughs> pump those numbers up. And we have 142 interested. So there's a very good chance that no one's gonna be able to move at strikers. I will say, as far as strikers goes, and Charlie was there for the release of In Defiance of Suffering, or he knows of it and knows how it went. Mm-hmm. So strikers will be putting up extra bottle uh yeah, let me drink bottle bars and, and stuff, drink yeah. stations and stuff spread around uh, so also, people can also, get thank stuff. You, and, thank you, Chuck, for. Yeah, thank you. Trying to yeah. bring yeah, yeah, yeah back. One of the few people around here like yeah. that recognize this stuff, and one of the people push stuff up. Chuck yeah. is a great guy. He's gonna take care of it. Don't be don't yeah. be bashful about going there. You will. Which, get well, Stryker, I actually heard something else. Strikers is possibly looking at doing in the summer. Is that one that one parking lot? Using that as an outdoor area, which would be awesome. We did that one year, didn't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. is great when it doesn't rain. Yeah, <laughs> See, but negative, but no, it always rains. Andy's old and sweet now; he'll melt. It's We've just... done it in the past, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, like you know, we can get that going with some. And, and you're and you're playing with two band, like two up and coming bands that are yeah. side to yeah. see too. So it's a, yeah, I'm really excited. Super stuck together with yeah, that. That's yeah. the big thing too. I was telling Rob, uh, hey, Rob was telling me, he goes, I, I I try to go and see as many bands as I can, like the upcoming bands. And Rob's like, the biggest thing is I try to put bands together for Goodfellas, and I just don't know who to put together. Yeah, yeah. and that's makes it like you know what the thing though that like back in the day, like when we were coming up, so it would be like us, like Pale Harvest, when Pale Harvest still band, yeah. Kiss the Sky, you know, Terry Miller, Dan Pudge, Among the Heroes, guys. Among the Heroes, like. It wouldn't Bad matter. Trip. It would never <laughs> matter like what genres you were. Yeah. Just you guys were all friends playing and you yeah. supported each other. Like bad trip. Bad what, trip. What yeah. happens yeah. now is like a crowd. Like if it's like it was a bad trip with the kissing booth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like doing like kill switch engage and betray you, and then we're doing fucking Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like it was just fun. Everybody just came yeah. out because they enjoyed seeing live music. Yeah. yeah, that I wish that would be the case, but it seems like a lot of times now people come. To to see the band they came to see and they dip that's one yeah. thing that does suck and a lot of times you'll have that like they bring their friends and they don't hang out and they just, yeah. i mean it is what it is i mean you'll always have that that's yeah. been forever like you'll yeah. have every that. band i've seen that has that had that happen where their crowd kind of leaves the band stay yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you yeah. can get yeah. if you can get at least like 
a few people interested that came out to see it's great yeah and i think fun. that's also back to like the generation thing we were talking yep. about before yeah like a lot of the you know uh a lot of the kids who are going back to that more traditional sense of things mm -hmm. are having more respect and staying for yeah. the entire show i'll say like the energy i've noticed that i'm just going to shows to check out friends yeah. bands like yeah. You know, People are starting if, to if, if a buddy's again. bands is opening for two or three other bands, yeah. A lot, you know, not all, but a lot of the people are starting to stick around. Starting around. To stick around yeah. yeah, but it comes down to the, the bill, too. If you put together yeah. the right bill and keep the right energy yeah. moving, everyone's gonna mm. stick around because they're just sucked in. It's yeah, a rock, what, what it's I a like, rock show, yeah. You know what I mean? And what I like to see is like, I know what my friend's band sounds like. I don't give a shit what they sound like. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you sound like. But I'm like, I'm hoping that like the bands are playing with them. Maybe I'll, you know, I like these guys, yeah. So like, like I'm the, obviously like my friend's band. The Goodfellas show. We they started with churches and trains. The people who were up front of the stage the entire time was like to look alive Montango and the people who were playing later on that night, hanging out, enjoying like and then it brought more people to the front of the stage. We're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, we're here to see them, they're having a good time. Then um people kind of seen those those and it, they stuck around till the end. And then once the main app came on, it was kind of like Andy was what he was out of there. Oh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I won't so, trash him on your thing. But. Yeah, we we kind of not trash uh, him. Yeah, I know that. We didn't trash them, but we expressed what we thought wasn't good. We already we covered that. They're not a local band that acted like rock stars. Well, they they were. We also got played like right after them, like very um, ninety seven. Oh, nice. But, yeah, they were like right near. Uh, Oh, very was that, talented. Was that the national that just or yeah, semi-national? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they're not even national. They are super talented. They have they they are very they have a good they have a good gimmick, a good sound. Uh, the pro uh, I'm not gonna mention band, but it's, it's a little derivative. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, It's just like it's just not original. <laughs> like I heard, I heard, I heard that talking to Montano, and I'm like, oh, a band from Spain playing Breaking Benjamin, big surprise. Also, we will <laughs> never, we will never, ever, ever eat your pizza. No, we will not. <laughs> but that goes both ways. You don't eat ours either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so this this sat Saturday. Yep. Starts 27. at ten. Yep. Um, three good, three amazing lineups. Go out and see them. Uh, what's the cover? Five bucks. Five dollars. But like, so that we, we, that, we know we know nice. that's gonna be a shit show. I mean, it's the first show back, Faith and Exile, in what three and a half years? I'm probably gonna die. It is going to go insane. That place is gonna be absolutely jammed. So when I when we announced a while back on the on the podcast page that we're gonna be doing this show, we went to go see Japan Four, and I was talking to somebody, and they were they were talking like, oh, I can't wait for you guys for you guys to have Faith and Exile on the show. And then the, the guitarist or bass player from Japan was like, wait, what? And Faith in Exile is coming back? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, don't fuck with me right now. That, like, like, they're like, like it's it's a popular thing. Like, you, People are excited for you guys to be doing your thing again. So um, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I don't want to sound cliche or anything weird, but like, it's just very humbling to see the reaction that we're getting. I was going to say, so back. when Ron says that, that means it's going to be cliched and weird. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. I mean, yeah. I was trying to cover myself. No, no it's, like, it's super humbling. It's super cool to see the reaction that we're going to come back. Like, yeah, it's awesome. We've been awesome. friends for a long, long time. And when they asked me to join, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can play that shit. But yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> and yeah, then. Anything I feel, I learned all fucking Yeah. <laughs> so I got to learn Tony's parts, and yeah. I'm really bad at it, but it's not okay. <laughs> I had to learn fucking. But Tony, but either it's it's made me a better guitar player, and like I'm not used to playing on a seven string. Like I bought one to dick around with, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta use it now. <laughs> you gotta use all the strings. Now too, gotta, it's not like it's like corn where I use like one of them. <laughs> Andy's vocals are a different kind of dimension that we've not had. Very cool like, dimension with too. him being able to sing. Yeah, and, very good singer, and yeah, definitely. And with us playing alt ninety, like it was kind of natural for us with harmonies. Yeah. Like, um, 
So that 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 like I said, adds a whole other dimension. Yeah, we used to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Remember when like so Fate was dare to say Fate two point oh. Just a continuation. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like I keep I, the I keep I'm a bad habit of saying hey you guys you guys you're like oh yeah I'm in the band yeah you're in the band <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you're like uh, you're right. the movie I mean, the movie Rockstar you're like I love these guys and now I'm part of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, the show like that's just I'll just suck it we kind of the we'll set play, list sir. is looking we'll like play. the celebration of what Faith has done up to this point we have a few Easter eggs and stuff and um yeah it's gonna be cool. The next one, though, like the Goodfellas show, like that is really important as well because it's the first original metal show at Goodfellas. Yeah. So I really hope we can get a great turnout for that. So yeah. if we can, because like if you look online, like just through like the YouTubers and stuff that are big in music, like 90% of them are metal. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. kids, like there's metal is out there. And like, yeah, yeah if, like the average bar patron doesn't want to go hear like Gojira at the bar. I do. <laughs> I do. We're not the average bar patron. <laughs> but like, the more we experiment with the heavy music, like there was a heavy music scene here, and now we want to try to bring it back. Yeah, it's become more accessible though. Like we were on, it was a local show, but we were ninety seven nine X last night. Control Delete got played. That is a heavy as shit yeah. song. Yeah, and we got played after Hailstorm. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, it's it's was, becoming more accessible. What a lazy Was it Hailstorm's lead singer? F- from they're from their local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizzie Hailstorm. I was gonna Shemokin? punch you in the York, teeth now. York? I think they're from York. Yeah. Lizzie yeah. and not RJ. But the thing too is going back. Obviously, come to the Striker Show because that's super important to see these guys in the awesome bands. But like, hey, you're saying the, the Goodfellas, like, there's, there's, without talking about it, but there's, there, the Goodfellas is an uphill, is an uphill climb yeah, for sure. And, and the more we can show as, at, like, the bands are putting their work in. Like every band that you see on, on that headlining and that's playing at that venue, we're they're working their ass off to, yeah. to put that, something. Yeah, that's and, and the more the more heads we put into that venue. I promise you, it's gonna change things. Yeah, oh, that's kind yeah. of the, the like. Rob Hampton is doing a really great thing down yeah. there now that he's in control of booking and stuff. Like Rob, Rob's been around. Yeah. Pop well, Monkeys, well, here's the thing. Gas station. Rob, Rob is doing very well with that, but he also had guys like you know Terry, Terry yeah. James and his girlfriend, and a few people were in there cleaning up and yeah. trying to fix stuff up, yeah. moving stuff around, trying to make it a thing. Um, and yeah, uh, Mike Danger was in there helping out, yeah. and trying to do some stuff. So th- there was a team of people in there trying to do that. Um, we we do have a group Saturday uh, this Sunday the twenty eighth all going in there. You know, it, obviously you're not being paid; it's all volunteer time. But if you're a local band or you want to play there someday, or you want to kind of get your name out there, or even just come sit down, because after we all kind of do our thing and help out and help whatever needs to be done, Rob wants to sit down with all the bands and say, "Here, what do we need to do? What do we need? What was wrong with this place? What do we have to fix?" And it, he really wants that yeah. brainstorming because he's very Rob, open to hearing yeah. what you have to Rob's say. Rob's taking it really in the right direction. I hope that. And he's it doing continues. it while he's in a band touring. Yeah. 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 So the biggest problem, like, and I, I hate the, like the stupid cover band versus like, I don't care if you're playing a band, if you're playing yeah. an instrument, who fucking cares? Some people that do you covers, be, they're paying, they're trying to pay studio time with their covers to their original. I'm having fun playing music. I mean, yeah, that's all play. that matters. People play. play. I will, uh, I won't say. Blanket that I'll go see a band versus DJ because some bands you shouldn't play live. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Inside voice, <laughs> I don't have one. My wife will tell you that. 
That's a loud person. But um, like bands need to support each other, and regardless if you're you're freaking you're a cover band, a full band, I will go see any band before I see a DJ with a Spotify account. And yeah, yeah, that is one thing that drives me absolutely nuts. Is that and that's what's killing the scene everywhere is that bars don't want to pay anybody because they have some asshole with a laptop that thinks they're a DJ and a Spotify account. Yeah, I can set my phone up to a fucking speaker too and be like, oh, I'm a DJ. Give me a hundred bucks of free beer. And it's like so bars are getting used to that. People come as background music, maybe get like one or two people dancing, yep. and it's nothing's going on. And so it's like, oh, I'm a DJ. I'm DJ Butthole, whatever. <laughs> but like, I would rather go see a local band and pay some covers because nine, I will say nine times out of ten, most bands, whether they're original or or cover, they're they're decent. Yeah, like they're very rarely that are some that are some fucking terrible. Yeah. I've seen some terrible ones. I mean, they're out there. Thing, some of those terrible bands, yeah, they will be terrible. And maybe the next time you see them, they might not be yeah, that great. But, yeah, exactly. But they're, they're going out and doing it. They are going up on stage. They're giving it their all. And they're getting their work. Like, Dave, I'm a huge David Girl fan. He said it best. Like, this whole idea of the voice and, 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 and these music competitions, yes, there is people who paid their dues and try to go on it. But it's setting a false pretense that you have to be amazing right off the bat. Oh, like like, guys, man, like he said, know. Nirvana started with a bunch of people making just terrible noise yeah. and it became Nirvana. And that's kind of how it like blends. Like, I mean, a lot of like, yeah, there's bands that they want to play covers. Yeah. And that's what they want to do. Or there's ones that aspire to play originals, but they want to like maybe the next time play covers along with their just do bar sets. We're gonna do it again. Speaking of covers and uh, one of our podcast family, um, I heard that there was a nice cover of Lady Gaga with Andy Hedder at one time. <laughs> with Faith in Exile when he, he came up Trooper. Trooper. Lady Gaga. He, Trooper. he was Trooper. dressed it was it was a Halloween show and he yeah. was dressed as Lady Gaga. Yeah. 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 We all know Andy loves his, his there is a picture somewhere females. because we are in Bray Park. We are in Bray Park. Yep. 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 So yeah, yep. Sure we did we did we did I think uh, I have it. I need that picture. We he did the most epic intro like ever. Like you remember that when he I can't even explain can we, how can we, in true Andy had her fashion. Can we try to get that to happen again? I mean, I'll talk to Andy on our end. He has a show on the 27th. For the Goodfellas show. Oh, the Goodfellas. Yeah, he has usually wrestling. Just come up and I be mean, Trooper one time. As long as Ron plays it at the actual Beast for Minute. Fucking... 250 or above. Or it's not, it's not happening. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I said, though, like people that, that the fact that people are actually getting playing music again yes. is awesome. Like yeah. it sucks. Like for the longest time, there's just been nobody. I mean, like Fulton's been keeping their thing alive and that's been great, but they're the only ones. Yeah. And now like, and your mom's band and Jim, like they've been playing forever and the fat cats mm-hmm. and they're amazing, but that's what three bands. Yeah. Like, like I said, no one wants to pay. Or just that. simply like, what Rob's doing with Goodfellas. And, yeah. and the people he's brought in and the people that we've interacted with and he's interacted with and it, it goes around and around and around. It's just, it, it's showing that there is an interest in having a scene again mm-hmm. and there is people who want to put the work in. And this, and so it's awesome. It's and awesome. And we need it. Well, for for example, example, there's a band at Goodfellas on Friday. Um, I went to see Terry James band and uh, there's a band they like, they had, you know, they had it down as, mm. as best they could. They're, you know, they're a band they, too. They that were, even if their fans leave, they stay to the very end and support everybody. Yeah, and well, a, a lot of the, I, I noticed. Dave Martin, you put that away. That's, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo, baby. Yeah, a, a lot of the people that they brought. That is, yeah. And that is 12 year old Ronald right there. Yeah. 
So I like yeah, that. That was, we one, actually that was have, one band that we have. Me. We have Apollo 8 books for a bag of beers as well. Nice. Yeah, and they were, that, that's they the thing were that we want to do. I've heard good things about them. Yeah, that's the thing that we want to do here on the podcast too. Like, obviously, we want people to come on and tell their stories and let and help people get through situations. But I really want to showcase, you know, our musicians or artists. Yeah. If you have anything going on in the area. This is your platform to like, please come no, on. Talk about it. It's, it's an awesome, awesome idea, man. It's awesome. So we when like talk it. about you know Goodfellas, like you know, it's not their biggest problem is not the roof. It's Goodfellas. It's not. <laughs> it's not the VIP room that was kind of collapsing. It's not the fact that the bathroom is kind of a shame. It's yeah. none of that. You it's literally there for a long time. It's literally the reputation. Yeah. yeah. If you can some, if you can get over that and actually have that place have a good reputation, like mm-hmm. when we were there Friday night, like the sound was on. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. The lights were great. Um, there was a good crowd there. Everybody seemed to have a good time. I was like, oh my god, this is. And it wasn't so much bad, the yeah. reputation. I mean, there was certainly a bad reputation that the 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 public, so to speak, going there got, but it was the reputation, the entertainment form there, and how just messed up it was if it's a bad taste in our mouths that obviously yeah. portrays to anybody mm-hmm. watching us play yeah so it's just a spiral effect from there it's yeah. definitely a bit yeah and then, like rob's got it on the way the mistakes yeah, along good. the way like that place had its potential to be like there's no reason like i don't know how the really the markets work and stuff for touring acts and whatnot but there's no reason that bands that are playing at reverb in the ghetto and reading couldn't play at goodfellas i agree i agree it's a better room yep um it's a better location it's a better location as long as he's off the blacklist yeah, yeah. but like I remember, like one time when I was down there, like this was like 2006 or something, and Mike came up. And he's like, "Andy, there's this band wants to play a Goodfellas." I'm like, "Oh God, who's he gonna tell me? Is it gonna be like Britney Fox or something?" <laughs> some no, Brett Michaels, hair metal man, and he's like, "Hate breed." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Hate breed." I'm like, "You go get on the phone right now and you call them and you say yes." Guess what he didn't do? He didn't call. He didn't book Hate breed. Guess what Hate breed did? They sold out the Chameleon Club, Crock Rock, the Staircase, the Piston when it was open, and the Crowbar and State College because they were doing a 10th anniversary of their Satisfaction of the Desire album. And they just wanted to play every bigger venue they possibly could. Yeah. And it was a missed opportunity. I'm, I'm pretty sure they turned out Anthrax, too, when they first got Joey Double Donna back. And it was just there's a bunch of missed opportunities that it's like when you have – the thing is when you're a club owner, you can't book – to your preference. Yeah. Yeah. You can't look just on who No, it's like, like if I love hardcore bands, like I'm not gonna just book hardcore bands. Like I want to. Yeah. But like I like there's opportunities they could have probably gotten like Kill Switch Engage. They could have gotten Shadows Fall. Yeah. I remember when um Jesse Leach had the band Seamless. I'm like, yo, you should get those guys in here, Bill like singers these uh Kill Switch Engage. This place would be packed. They could have got them for like neck to nothing. Yeah. No, I remember that. I remember yeah, next to that. nothing, and they're like, yeah. So just to we're getting we're gonna run a little bit here. Um, we're almost at the two hour mark. <laughs> it goes quick, right? It does. It's yeah. crazy. Um, so the only thing I want to wrap up with is is let's definitely as people like obviously last weekend you know people killed it. They, these these bands and these musicians work really hard to 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 put on something for you. They're putting their own money in their equipment and everything like that. Come out and support your local music. And when you do come out. A five dollar cover isn't a big deal. Pay it's it. not. It yeah. pay it. You won't have one more beer that yeah. night. Who cares? Yeah. And and you spend that on pretty much one shot. Yeah. yeah. And and also too, think about this. When you come to a show, I know I do it every time. Bring an extra 10, 20 bucks on you and buy a piece of merch. Because if you really enjoy that band and you want them to succeed and you want them to in- improve or get better stuff to become better. Or because a lot of these bands, they do have they work a 40 hour job. they they have lives, like they're trying like Think of that in consideration just because, you know, when people come see people like our, our, the podcast, oh, you don't, I work a 40 hour job and I do this. Like, 
that support is important and support these people and come see their bands and buy their merch and, and come out and have a good time with us. Um, so we expect everyone tuning in and we'll share this. And if you, you tune in, come hang out with us uh, Saturday night and, and how you were saying Friday, Apollo AEA, Goodfellas. Oh, wow. Uh, same pictures of uh, <laughs> oh wow so we're gonna wrap up here thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast this is a blast like yeah, I, can't, awesome. I can't believe two hours yeah, yeah. yeah. if you got another six pack we can go a little longer <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely have you back 100 awesome. all right all right thank you guys so much awesome thanks we'll, for having us and we'll thanks, wrap man. up here thank oh. you thanks sir banging bears podcast this is number 10 we're out i gotta piss so bad <laughs>